Welcome to episode 99 of the Pack Life Podcast. I'm your host, Bruiser Carter, joined today by some family and friends. We got Cut Carter. We got Johnny Mars. Oh, yeah. And we got Demon guys. Good, man. Thank you. Gentlemen, how are you guys doing, man? Good, man. Good, man. Thanks for having me back on. Oh, you're always welcome. You're always welcome. Radical. <laughs> <laughs> <Some back. laughs> I got you. I got you. Understand? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for asking. You know what I'm saying? Pack hoodie. Go get that merch at packbrand.net. How you doing, John? I'm great, man. You know, Nike, Nike.com. But uh, <laughs> the yellow looks good on you. Not gonna count, man. You know, appreciate bright. that. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Some people tell me purple look good on me too. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Who are these people? Uh. Don't let the left hand know what the right hand doing, Demond. So I can't let you tell you that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Where would you guys like to start? I was thinking um, basketball. In basketball. All See, right. My Brooklyn Nets colors on, man. Oh wow, Brooklyn, uh, Brooklyn Nets, black and white. Come on, grow up. Yeah. B- before we get there, I would like to say um, rest in peace to DMX. Uh, on last week on the podcast, we was uh, there was an update on his health, but unfortunately, he did not make it through. Also, I want to say rest in peace to DMX. Also, I want to say rest in peace to the LSU student Corey Gaudier. Am I saying her last name right there? Corey Gaither. I think it's Gaither. Gaither. All right. Mm -hmm. Uh, I want to say rest in peace to her. That story was sad and just heartbreaking to see that it didn't. And I wind up the way that most of us will hope for. Also, I want to say rest in peace to, um, I know it's so, so many rest in peace. Uh, the 20 year old in Minnesota, I forgot his name. I I hope you guys got me. That was shot and killed by the police. DeAndre Wright, I think. DeAndre Wright. DeAndre Wright. Dante, Dante, okay, Dante. Dante Wright was shot and killed by the police. And also, news today, um, it said in Chicago, a 13-year-old was killed by the police uh, as well. And that story is uh, starting to unfold as we speak after the mayor of Chicago did a press conference. So just prayers and condolences go out to all of their families that's going through these troubling times. Uh, here at the podcast, we want you to highlight that we care, we support, and we're sending our thoughts and prayers your way. So, Yeah. Absolutely. All right. To also, you know, want to say rest in peace to our Uncle Doki as well. Oh, our great uncle. Yeah. And everybody. All right. Uh, to get into basketball, not as somber as what we just uh, talked about, but LaMarcus Aldridge decided to walk away from the game of basketball today due to a heart condition, which just doesn't allow him to play at a high level as LaMarcus. We're used to LaMarcus Aldridge playing. Uh, before we talk about I know there's a little debate going on with us talking about is he going to Hall of Fame or not, or things like that. But I want you, I want to hear you guys' best LaMarcus Aldridge moment that he gave you guys in basketball. Ooh. Yeah, I remember him distinctively giving 50 out a couple of times, definitely with Portland. I think just like my favorite moment is the season that Dane was going crazy in the playoffs when he was young and L.A. was backing him up with Chandler. I mean, uh, not Chandler. Uh, yeah. Like that five with Wesley Matthews. Um, that five was just like a dominant team in the Western Conference. I think they were like the beginning of new age basketball, putting up a lot of points. And he was a part of that. So um, them sitting home, the Rockets that year, like 2012, when LA was there, and them having that serious 
run in the playoffs before ultimately, I think, losing to the Thunder. But just, like, the moments he created in Portland, him as a spur, obviously, I'm not as excited. The Spurs organization is, you know, like, we know that's how basketball traditionally. <laughs> but Portland, like, putting up the points and records, like, um, and rebounds, honestly, as well, like, double-doubles viciously being known on the court is a presence. I think L.A. just – really solidified uh, his greatness in Portland. And then they continue to San Antonio, a great organization with a great coach. And uh, obviously I think Hall of Fame could be a conversation for him, but rings do matter, unfortunately. And, you know, LA, LA did what he had to do, however, to help any team he was on. And if you didn't use him right, unfortunately, then, you know, maybe that's a GM issue and not an LA issue because he always produced and always showed up to play in. Hopefully he's he's really healthy and well though for real in the after basketball career because that that is a reason to leave basketball. It wasn't a normal reason, you know. It happens a lot of times, but you know, hopefully his heart is able to continue to get him, you know, right. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I could say for me, my favorite moment of his career it wasn't even the Portland days. It was when he was with Kawhi Leonard and the Spurs going at it with the Golden State Warriors in the Western Conference Finals. All, after quite unfortunate injury in the uh, Conference Finals, just him by himself trying his best to lead that team when their best player got hurt. And it's something you appreciate with his game. He always needed a another star to complement his game, whether that be DeRozan, Dame, or Kawhi Leonard. So he was a baller. He was a hooper. Um, we're going to talk about Hall of Fame soon. But, DeMond, cut. What you guys think your favorite moment from LaMarcus Aldridge? Uh, piggybacking off John, in particular, the first game they played the Rockets in that series, he put up 45, I think, in 13, 15, something like that. And they they beat the Rockets game one, this James Harden, Dwight Howard duo. I mean, and we all know how Dame gamed them that series. But it's just crazy to think about the numbers he put up and the style of play that he continued to play up until, unfortunately, his um, retirement. But you just saw what he brought to the Nets his first game. Um, he commands the double on the block. And, you know, that's the type of player he's been for his whole career. And he hasn't been doing it, you know, as quite as a high level as he was one of the best post players. And now he's, you know, that part of his game hadn't faded. But um, it's just unfortunate. Uh, hopefully, you know, as I predicted, the Nets will be able to win the championship and get him that elusive title. He will still get, you know, that recognition. So, Hopefully the Nets finish the job. They now are playing for LaMarcus, so that's a good rep. But uh, if I had to say one standout moment, it would be that 40-point performance in game one. Uh, Portland won their first series in what? What your boy say, Brew? 13 years? 13 years. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I agree with DeMond. He had 46. I remember that game. Um, and Dame had like 30. And that's when Dame was coming on, and that's when he was uh, – not say he was on his way out, but that's when he was like in his peak. Like that was his that was when he was at his best. So I, I, I remember that part. And then, you know, I just remember I don't necessarily remember the games. I just remember him in the post <laughs> and him doing that uh that like it's like a little it was like it's like the shimmy a little bit, but he and he could hook it or he could shoot it and he could uh or he could pull up mid-range. So that was kind of the highlights for me with the Marcus Aldridge. I feel like that blazes on they, everybody just like everybody that come through there end up retiring early. Mm. Shout out my boy Brandon Roy. Yeah, shout, shout out, out Brandon Roy. Shout out sure. Dame breaking the breaking the. Dame pack. might break the Dame. Hopefully break the curse. I, Dame retire before thirty five. I'm gonna cry. <laughs> Got you, uh, Jace. Are you here today? 
Yeah, man, I just got off of work. Uh, what was your, what is your, because you know LaMarcus Aldridge retired today. What was your favorite LaMarcus Aldridge moment, if you have any? Uh, I remember him putting up like 50-plus points against the Thunder one year. I don't remember the exact date or game, but I remember it was against the Thunder. Yeah, uh, like 50-plus. He was just, you know, going crazy. So, very unfortunate that uh, he had to deal with some heart problems later on in see I mean in his uh, career. I don't know, is this like does this just happen out of nowhere or like has this been a recurring thing or is this just like out of the blue? Well I'm not sure. I'm sure um during the he was doing the physical it's probably something that feel right. I don't want to speculate or nothing, but I think right. might have been something lingering he thought he could possibly um play through but it ended up the doctors told him you can't do this something like that along those lines. I mean, in my opinion, it's a Hall of Fame career. Um, there's a lot a lot of people in the Hall of Fame that have done less than him that are in the Hall of Fame, so I don't see why he wouldn't go in the Hall of Fame. All right. So, yeah. All right, Jason. Uh, he's giving us a transition. Uh, is there any more memorable moments for Marcus Argent before we talk about should he be a Hall of Famer? All right, Demond, uh, Demond you, you start first. Uh is LaMarcus Aldridge a Naismith basketball in the should he be in the Naismith basketball hall of fame? I'm glad you said it just so we can get it out there so Derek doesn't interrupt anybody. Make sure uh you know that it's not NBA Hall of Fame, it's basketball hall of fame. So for which Derek. is why no which shut up, John, which is why I added you earlier in the chat with everybody else because these two think that he wouldn't be in the Naismith Hall of Fame. Yeah, I mean. There are two different classifications of the Hall of Fame. I think he'd be in Naismith for sure. A lot of people are in the Basketball Hall of Fame, like the general Basketball Hall of Fame. Like, yeah, he would definitely go in there. But NBA Hall of Fame, I think. NBA don't have a Hall of Fame. Oh, for real? No. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's why I was like, but even if it's NBA, you look up his numbers, he's top. He's like only one of the 10 players to ever have over 19,000 points and 7,000 rebounds or something but like that. Like, but shouldn't should numbers be the reason you go to the Hall of Fame? Should it be numbers should? Numbers? You said need, should numbers be the reason? I need a little bit more. Like What? What you need more? It's a, no, no Western Conference Finals appearances. That's a team accolade. Okay, but great players are so transcendent. No. He made the Western Conference Finals. He made the Western Conference Finals. Hey, did Dominique, did Dominique Wilkins ever go to the Eastern Conference Finals? No. Maybe once. And he got the ass whooped. That's what I'm saying. No. Maybe I'm thinking that the, the requirements should be stronger, more strenuous. Than Why would rings and all that and appearances matter? Chris Paul doesn't have a finals appearance. appearance. Chris Paul doesn't have a Conference Finals appearance. Yes, he He's does. a Hall of Famer. It's a no-brainer. What? He does have a Conference Finals appearance. I just wanted to get you right. No, he doesn't. I thought the yeah, Hornets went. The Lakers. Hornets, Lakers. We know? never went. I know we never went. So and with the Rockets, they lost. That was not the finals. That was the Western. Okay. That, that was not the conference finals. That was the conference finals with Chris Ball? Yeah. You sure? Yeah. Yeah, when he got hurt. I feel like. Well, I thought that was the wait, game before. Wait. They faced oh, each other it? twice. They faced each other twice. One was a semifinals <laughs> and one was in the conference finals. I thought it was a semifinals. I didn't know about the conference finals. I forgot about it, but okay. Yeah, that was the one. that's okay. the one Chris Paul got hurt. And, and Lamarcus Aldridge has the same accomplishment. Both been the one. Are we comparing Chris Paul and Lamarcus Aldridge? They both gonna be Hall of Famers, so yes. Mm, John, what you think, man? Do you think uh, Lamarcus Aldridge will be? But you're trying to use Conference Finals as a as a as a uh... <laughs> what? 
I mean, that's the only thing you don't have, DeMond, the conference finals in the ring. Like, what else do you want from him? I mean, how how else am I supposed to consider his career? I mean, he's been all-NBA before. All-NBA five times? So winning doesn't matter. make all-NBA once. Five? So winning doesn't matter. No, not for that. It's a Hall of Fame for an individual person. Gotcha. John, what you think? Let John in the Hall of Fame that have literally gone because of their numbers, individually. Steve Nash. Because of their uh, team Steve success. Two MVPs. Yeah, MVP oh, my God. Him. That's an individual stat. You just said, does it need more? Uh, in L.A. But yeah, LA, yeah, go to the He got it over, and he got that one of those MVPs over Kobe when he shouldn't have. Less, but I'm not going to get into that. But That's very true. Uh, John, That's very valuable. John, just John, please, John. Floor is yours. No, nah, I mean, like I said, there are several people in the NBA Hall of Fame, what a Naismith Hall of Fame that have gone statistically because of individually. What have they done? But LA has some, you know, worthy accomplishments that could be brought to conversation. Whether he goes sooner or later will be probably the more accurate conversation because, I mean, I think he is spoke well enough because people who vote him in, these are people that are going to have these conversations and say, should he go? And I think they're going to have, you know, some of the talking points that we brought up to use, and eventually they'll come to a decision. Like I said, it'll probably be more like later than sooner, but he is a Hall of Famer to me, and you can look at other people who have gone and say hi. They've gotten there similarly to what LA have done. So LaMarcus Aldridge is a seven-time NBA All-Star, two-time All-NBA second team, three-time All-NBA third team. He was, he was All-Rookie first team in 2007 in his NBA career. Uh, he was a McDonald's All-American coming out of high school, Big 12 All-Defensive team, Big 12 Defensive Player of the Year, First team all Big 12 and third team all American while he was in college. Those are his notable career highlights and awards. Uh, I just, I, mean, I don't know, maybe just. Hey, we, counting, I, we counting like college too? That's what they're doing, the Basketball Hall of Fame. They count either. Oh, well, collegiate yeah, yeah. But, but my thing, I, I guess I thought like the rules of the Hall of Fame would just be more strict because a lot of players go crazy in college and they go crazy in the NBA and go crazy in high school. So I think. And I'm not familiar with none, uh, the uh, basketball Hall of Fame, but I just, I just thought it would be more stricter and went, like be less, li- be more limited than them allowing people to go in. It's like the NFL Pro Football Hall of Fame, how it's hard for you to get in there. We're going to talk about that a little later, but I thought it would be more stricter of the rules. Mm. I see what you're saying, because like if that's the case, I feel like if that's the case, then they'll probably put John Wall in the Hall of Fame right, like right now. As of right now, like if we're going off college and high school, even though he didn't do that, like he's not doing, he's not living up the par like how he was in college and high school. But that's because of injuries. Like his he was still going to Hall of Fame though because of his college high school. What you said, there? Huh? His NBA numbers actually aren't that bad. You're like, no, they're not that bad. But like, are we really going to put John Wall in Hall of Fame though? I think he'll be a Hall of Famer. He will be a Hall of Famer. Yeah, like oh, you try to say Kyle Lowry is a Hall of Famer because he's the best Raptor ever. John Wall is the best Wizard ever. I feel like. I mean, John. I mean, Kyle Lowry has say Michael Jordan. I dare. Oh my bad. I forgot about that. I dare somebody say Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. What you mean? I said John what Wall is the best Wizard ever. Meaning that's the and Bruiser said since Kyle Lowry oh. is the best Raptor ever, that would qualify him as no. But Kyle Lowry has other accolades. He has multiple playoff appearances. He has a ring. Like he has like, oh, he has like, huh? 
John Wall got everything he got except the championship. John Wall never made a conference final. How many playoff appearances does he have? He never made a conference. Wait. Uh, nope. No, no, he definitely has not. Mm-hmm. He has no. not. He no. Has. no. It, was, it, was, it might have been right before the semis. He was no. He was close. No. He was close. No. He was close. They went, <laughs> went to game seven. I remember that. They went to game seven. They didn't go to game seven. They lost to Boston. Yeah. Wait, second, first round? Second round. They, well, he was, who are some wizards? He beat players? the Hawks in the first round for a long time. And well, in the second I mean, you round. got Gilbert Arenas. Not oh, better. Come on, come on, come on, Derek. Bradley Bill is the only other option. Gilbert better than Wall, Derek. Come on. Don't disrespect Gilbert. Like Agent Zero? Come on, man. You better than Wall. Gilbert Arenas is better than John Wall. That's a debate to be had. He's a better wizard than John Wall. That's what we're debating. He's a better wizard. I think John Wall needs him in assist in points. Oh, he does? Yeah. I don't know about Gilbert. Based on my that Gilbert crack, you got to a Hall of Famer, but. <laughs> Gilbert would have been if he didn't mess up. Wait, is Gilbert a Hall of Famer? No. I'm more than possible he isn't. Let's look it up. Okay. I doubt it. Highly doubt it. If not, should is he Tracy not- a Hall of Famer? He Mac, yes. Okay. Will be if he ain't, but I think he already in there. No, Gilbertinas is not in there. And I think you said Tracy McGrady. Tracy's in there, I think. Already. Yeah, he's in there. He was inducted in 2018. Yeah, he went in with KG, right? I believe so. Yes. No, he came okay. 2020 class. He was in the 2020 class. Yeah, he just went in. Yeah, he just went in. All right. Uh, any more uh, Marcus Ars Hall of Fame debates? Hmm. Wait, is it Paul Pierce a Hall of Famer? Yes, I mean, he obviously had a championship, but I don't think his numbers. If he's not good. now, then of course he will be. He has like, I, I mean, him in LA numbers, like they're kind of like. Uh, Paul thing. Pierce is going this year. Nah, Paul Pierce, twenty-one. Him and him and Chris Bosh and Kobe is in the uh, the class. I would say Paul Pierce probably had more of an impact than LA for sure. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like. Tim Duncan, John was kind of compared. I'm not comparing their impact. I'm comparing yourself. You got it, John. I'm comparing efficiency. I think their efficiency was obviously Paul Pierce's usage rate. There's so many stats that I could use, but his usage rate was higher, you know, considering everybody else. Rondo's usage rate was high too. But I think LA with Dame, like his efficiency was like pretty much the same as what Paul Pierce brought. But obviously Paul Pierce and his team coaching, they were able to get a championship. So are you making the debate that Marcus Aldridge is a better player than Paul Pierce? Vlad Divac is in the NBA Hall of Fame. Vlad A. Divac? No, I don't think LA. <laughs> I, mean, I, don't, I don't think it's a bad conversation to have. I think Paul Pierce is far. Don't get me wrong. But LA also is like, his efficiency was needed. He carried teams and he could score. Paul Pierce was the Grand Hill, Grand Hill is in the Hall of Fame. Carried teams to what? Career is Chauncey Billups in the Hall of Fame? Grant Hill's in the Hall of Fame. Career messed up by injuries. I think Chauncey Billups is in the Hall of Fame. Grant Hill's in there. Jason Kidd's in there. Vince, uh, Maurice Cheeks is in there. Ray Allen is in there. He, Jason, Chauncey Billups is not in the Hall of Fame. Tracy McGrady, AI, Shaq. That's ridiculous. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean. That's ridiculous. I mean, never won nothing. Yeah. He's as tall as. Matumbo in there. Spencer Haywood. Yao Ming is the most um, famous of his culture. That's I think and that's Yao Ming makes it. Lamarcus Aldridge makes yeah, it. But yeah, Yao, but you gotta you take into account everything in China. Yao Ming. Like was, no, uh, they got like when they list their accolades, they have um, 
for y'all, they had eight-time NBA All-Star, two-time two All-NBA second team, three-time All-NBA third team, All-Rookie first team, CBA champion, CBA MVP, CBA yeah, finals. MVP. China Basketball League. Y'all got, got more accomplishments than LaMarcus, so how? You think of LaMarcus? So think of that means, that means Luka's going to go on the Hall of Fame like tomorrow. I mean, I think more people know Yao Ming than LaMarcus, so. We know Luka going to the Hall of Fame. That's not he can go in right now. He going, he going. Why, why y'all want to make this about Luca? Like, I see We're not making it about Luca. I'm just saying, though, he can go in the Hall of Fame right now. We're talking about athletes. It's ridiculous. We're talking about European players. Connection. <laughs> they, but when they, when they include the information in here, they do include gold medals and stuff like that. So. Yeah, again, that, that can't matter. Team USA always wins. But making Team USA is an accomplishment, though. I will say that. But I'm saying, if you're going to include... Let me see, like 50 greatest players in NBA history, dream team member, NCAA men's basketball champion is on here for Patrick Ewan. So that's what I'm saying. It's your whole career from college on. I don't think high school matter. So, but they do mention McDonald All-American when they mention players though, they do include that. So I personally feel like career well done, LaMarcus Aldridge, and you should be in the Hall of Fame. Maybe not next year. I don't know how long it take anyway. I mean, there's three guys a year, so he should be waiting for a minute, in my opinion. Why making a face cut? No, he won't. He won't be waiting. <laughs> well, Vince, Car Vince Carter gonna be coming up, so Vince, Vince Carter. It's based on a timeline from when you retired, though. So Kobe retired five years ago. He just got in, so it's gonna be five years from when they retire. Okay, I'm just naming guys that I know that's getting in over him. 2026. Mike is gonna be in there. Dwayne Wade. That'll be a 2025 class because he retired last, oh, two years ago, 2024. It'll be two years ago. Are we done? Uh, is that it? Yes. Uh, cut. Oh, you good? Point forward, Lamarcus Aldrich. Hey, hey, I hey. come from an era where, you know, <clears throat> that's not really existing anymore. And he's one of the greats from that era. And, you know, you got to acknowledge that. So I, I think he'll go to the Hall of Fame. All right. D Rose going to the Hall of Fame? Yeah. You said who? D Rose. Yeah, D Rose going whatever. Hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> he, I think D Rose can make the Hall of Fame. I think yeah, he solidified it. I already know. MVP, youngest MVP ever. He did good with Memphis. Took him to the Elite Eight. I think. Re energized the Bulls franchise. Dude, Memphis, yep. we lost to Rio and uh, Kansas. Oh, he went to the championship and, and lost? Yes, to Rio. Oh, yeah. That's an accomplishment. And then you put the MVP season and six man of the year. He, he didn't get the six man of the year, did he? Nope. Uh, they, they, uh, so it's Lou Will uh, as six man of the year. Uh, Lou Will in the Hall of Fame. Based on career, because what? Straight out of high school. Manu gonna championship make South Gwinnett. Didn't even go to college. Had a solid NBA career. That's what I'm saying, bro. If Manu Ginobili is in the Hall of Fame, Lou's in the Hall of Fame. Well, Manu deserves it over Lou. Oh, here we go with the ring talk. What? I so know you're going to take it to the rings. Does that not matter? Manu is one of the- Hey, bro, send it to me. All right. Um, what about to say? Manu is one of the greatest international players ever, Derek. Ever. Uh -huh. I agree. Manu created a Euro. I wouldn't say he created it. <laughs> he made it. I would say D-Wade made it far. Made it far. He, no. <laughs> 
Manu Ginobili. No, I, I know people saw it and were like, oh, that's the Euro. But, like, D-Wade made it. Jace is on one today. What's up? Well, you, so you interject today, man. He, he, he couldn't get these off on his own YouTube, Bruce, so he said he's going to do it on your. <laughs> that's a low blow. Um, are you guys ready to move on? Finally, finally, finally. I want to say. Okay, last point. Uh, and he lost the point. Dang, I hate when that happens. <laughs> it just was there. I was like, ah. Oh, the Euro step in terms of that. Uh, I feel like James Harden made it what it is. That's all I want to say. I feel like people didn't start, like, the whole league didn't start doing the Euro until Harden did it. Facts. I agree. Because he, opinion. like, people, they used to do it, but they didn't do it like him. He made it be like, that's a travel. Yeah, everybody, not, that's a Euro step, boy. There ain't no travel. Like, he, yeah. like, you got fours and fives doing Euros and Bede and Giannis and, like, it's just not a, it's not a guard thing anymore like it was back in the day. Like, so many people saw Harden doing that, I think, every possession where they're like, I'm gonna start throwing a year on my game. Yeah, because it works. And and on top of that, the um, that's why I say about the NBA. People always talk about back in the day, they get more athletic every. I feel like it gets more and more athletic every season. Crazier stuff every season. You see three three point line floaters. <laughs> like, come on, bro. Luca. Not a regular. That's not a regular thing. No, but that's. I feel like every season you see something crazy, bro. Yeah, that's how it's supposed to go. Each year, athletes supposed to get better. I, I I refuse for somebody to say an athlete in the '80s is better than an athlete today. Like what? Not athletic wise. Oh, run you off the court. You're averaging forty. <laughs> well, I hate when they say that. Larry Man, he Bird. played today. He averaged fifty on his catch. No, he wouldn't. Larry Bird averaging thirty-five. No, Larry Bird to see them boys jump so high, he don't want to lynch them. <laughs> <laughs> that, but, but nah, people be thinking like I be watching old how I be like hold up, hold up, hold up. We need a pack life pod re like blooper reel, and that needs to go number one with Jason just said. <laughs> number one. <laughs> All right, we're moving on. Um the NBA playing tournaments are right around the corner <laughs> next month. As we know, the seven and eight seed will face each other. The winner of that match is the seven seed. While the ninth and tenth seed will battle, and the winner of that matchup will face the loser of the seven eight seed matchup to be the eighth seed of the matchup, and Luka Doncic of the Dallas Mavericks was not too happy about that. Uh, in a quote, he said, "I don't understand the idea of the playing. You play seventy two games to get in the playoffs, then maybe you lose two in a row and you're out the playoffs. I don't see the point of that." And even the uh, Mavericks owner came out against it, saying he doesn't understand why the NBA is doing that as well. So, do you guys feel that the NBA playing tournament is? Stupid? How you guys feeling, man? Why is NBA doing this? Why are they subjecting the seven A seed to be getting uh to get their jobs took for the ninth to ten seed? I want to hear what you got to say, bro. Uh, Jace, I want to hear what Jace got to say. More money, to me, more games. Duh. Simple as that. No TV. Duh. It's the only reason. It's the only reason I see. The only reason you see. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't know how Luca feel like this. Um, he, he feel like that because he in that situation, obviously, because they, there's a chance that you could lose two games and be out. I What's do. They're the seventh seed. They're the seventh seed. They are the seventh seed. The Grizzlies are the eighth seed. Warriors nine, Spurs ten, Pelicans are eleven. So like, is it like 
that means that they essentially have a more extended playoffs. Basically, I I feel like the I feel like NBA should have uh, allowed the um the loser of the seven and eight uh, eighth game. So if when they face the winner of the ninth or tenth game, they should be best two out of three. But the play, the playoff team already should have one game. So like the the uh, the winner, the loser. I mean, the winner of the ninth or tenth seed has to beat them twice rather than beating the ones to get their spot. That would make the most logical sense in my yeah. opinion. I don't know, bro. I don't understand what they was thinking. Well, I do understand what they were thinking about money. But, like, from a game, like, player-wise aspect, I don't understand why they did that. I just think they could have went about it better considering that this season was rushed to That's start. True. In addition to that, um, I just think they could have went into it more open-minded because if the Lakers were in a position to where they'd be closer to the A seed, and, of course, they have too much talent, but – Still, you got to think about it from that aspect. Then they're going to be hurting because, as we see, they already have guys that are nicked up. So I just don't like it from the injury standpoint. We're already seeing guys sitting out back-to-backs because, you know, it's so much concern. Jamal Murray's knee going out the other night. It's just like it's already a lot with this season. So to add the play-in, I mean, I get it. These eight, nine seven seeds they're not real legitimate contenders for a championship but I mean think about their wallets think about their safety think about that and just putting them out there to play more games is definitely more dangerous so I think the NBA just needs to look in the mirror and say we don't need any more of this let's go back to the regular 82 game format best eight teams are in period and it's crazy how like this came about around the same time the NFL did the same thing. So I feel like they both tie in the same way. Because, <laughs> like, they did – I'm going to be stat, like, they did lose money. The, um, NFL, I think the NFL – I know every, for sure every, the NFL, Every industry lost money because of the – They lost money. So, like, yeah, they trying to they trying to get that money back. WWE had their most profitable year, but, you know, I don't know if you guys count that. I'm just saying. How? WWE was hurting with no fans. It was clear as day. You can see all the, all the cuts they had last year, they was hurting. But under, I'm just saying, I, I don't want to get too much off topic, but under stock and stuff uh, and merchandise sales, they said they had their best year. Mm-hmm. So in other areas. You're to say that. Because the shirts was for $10 and $4. They were doing deals every week. I will say this about the, the playing tournament. I did, my, uh, my professor was talking to us and he was saying like how Today's athletes are in the best shapes of their uh, the careers, like any other like previous generation. They, uh, if they were, if ever any other athletes that would ha- be able to handle six games in nine nights would be these athletes. And he talked about how back in the nineties, they players in their in their era was playing six games in nine days. So it's not crazy. He just feels like the new era at the new the today's athletes just aren't used to this kind of treatment. I don't know yeah. because of the AAU culture or things like that being coddled stuff like that, but with them coming in off. Them players are doing hard drugs, so, I mean, yeah. What, what you thinking, Cut? Well, how, how you feel about the playing tournaments? Did the NBA miss the ball on this one? I think the NBA is giving the opportunity without getting rid of the East and Western Conference. That's all this is, is just to not do that. So it's giving more teams a chance to make them feel like they have a chance, make the fans feel like they have a chance. It makes more opportunity for games, playing games, and all that stuff. It's just more – it's more opportunity to make money, but it's also a chance for those teams that probably would never have a chance. And 
everybody knows the NBA was being pressured because the West is known to have better teams in the East. So that everybody was pushing for a conferenceless, a conferenceless NBA. And I personally like the play in. I think it's a good, it's a good cover-up. But I think the ultimate way for the NBA to just hit like perfection as far as the playoffs go would be to just go conferenceless. Like with basketball, you don't really think of a conference as much as you do in football. Even if they do play each other four times and three times, like the old schedule used to be you play everybody in your conference four times, then you play a couple teams three times, and then you play, you know, the, the West, the opposite coast twice. You know, they play, they come to you, you go to them. But this season, they switched it to where they play their, everybody in their conference three times, and they play across conference twice. They play them twice. So that's how they got to the 72 games. So hmm. to be honest, I prefer um I just prefer to go conference list. That's the only and that's the way that they can expand into different markets. That's the way Seattle gets a team. That's the way, you know, you add another team, it could be 32 teams, and it won't be a big deal because everybody played each other twice or three times or whatever. So I think if they think in bigger picture, they'll just gotta they gotta realize that this East West thing is dated. Mm. You don't care about preserving history. Don't. They already changed. They already changed the All Star game, so might as well. Mm. How you feeling, John? Yeah, what's the fourteen times? I mean, I don't know. The playing tournament. The more and more you see throughout the season how the players respond to just the games and scheduling, the more you think, dang, was the playing tournament even thought with? you know, the intention of a COVID type of season or, you know, whether they just kind of rushed it um, and try to make it seem like it was something that everybody can get behind. It is propaganda, the playing tournament. Like there are underlying reasons why this was done for corporations and they know it. Uh, it's a business and you know what a business is. So they were able to think about what it's could what? happen as a result of viewership. And they are going to do what's always best for the NBA as far as revenue goes. If it benefits fans and it makes sure that the players are safe and I don't have a problem with it, but I don't think that's exactly what the NBA was thinking about. But my team being the Chicago Bulls in a 10 spot right now for the Eastern Conference, I certainly am grateful being that we traded for an all-star. And when you think about the rosters that exist beyond the playoff teams, the eight seeds, you think, dang, maybe they do need a second chance to show that they should be in the playoffs because, you know, Levine, Vucevic, they ain't had a whole season to figure it out, but they're two all-stars, and you would think that they deserve to be in the playoffs. So, you know, why not get that opportunity? Plus the Knicks being like the AC right now, you know, they were trash last year. So I think it's pretty cool to actually know for real, for real, that they should be a playoff team because from going 14th last year to eighth, why not give them like that that extra game to say, you know, okay, we're, we're for real legit. But I don't know. That's just how it works. Unfortunately, players are getting hurt. So, you know, we'll just see how the players respond. And if they need to make modifications, I'm sure they will, like, for the next year. I'm sure the games will be fun. And we seen it last year with the uh, Blazers and Grizzlies in the play-in tournament in the bubble. That game was fun to watch. So, I think that you're trying to recapture that glory just just with um, – just in that – just in, like, actual stadiums rather be in Portland or – 
the current uh, ninth and tenth seed of the uh, West is the Warriors and Spurs. So in San Antonio or, or Golden State, San Fran. So I think just trying to get that magic going, have that hype going, because there's the growing belief that you know the uh, NBA playoffs. I mean, regular season doesn't matter. So just having meaningful games at the end before the real playoffs start is just what they're going after, probably. John didn't hear me when he was talking. I said he said it's a business, and I said it's a what? <laughs> it's a what? It's a business. Oh yeah, it is a bit. Hey, well, that was so that night with fire, bro. We got watch the Jace. Hey, T. You how long <laughs> you been playing me? You so you watched it. Hey, shit, that. Boy, you had to get them bodies off, man. Uh, we gonna talk about that a little later. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, uh, yeah, y'all gotta, y'all gotta be caught up. Uh, but, uh, 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 last, last word I play in. I think the eighth and ninth and tenth seeds like. They're not too far removed. It ain't like it's a crazy amount of games back that the 10th seed is from the 8th. And I think if you're a 7th seed and you have a nice record, like your current 7th seed right now is the Mavericks, I think. Yeah. Like the Grizzlies. Yeah. Um. So the Mavericks have been shaky all year. Like you've been up and down all year. Yeah, like I've been doing all year. So. I, think, I think they just don't – they don't understand, like, since we're already 7th seed, why if we lose two games, we're out of it. That's like – that's their thinking. Lucas sounds scared to me. Yeah, he sounds scared. Really do. He only played in the regular playoffs one time. He only played in it once. Luca so, ain't scared. He don't have an opinion. Luca ain't Luka's scared. Hooper. Luca gonna hoop. He's scared about Porzingis. <laughs> He's scared about bruh. Because he don't know if he's gonna show up or not. That is very true. So look, they will play the Grizzlies first. If they lose to Ja and Jaren comes back and they and they start balling for real. And anyway, I'm not to cut you off, John. They the Grizzlies was supposed to beat, beat them last beat. night. They were supposed to beat them last night. I picked the Grizzlies to win last night. That shot was I mean Yeah. He, he could have make it lucky. You're not lucky, but clutch shot. He called it lucky. He called it lucky. Luca called it lucky. Yeah, he, he knew it. Lucky. He knew it. But then after that, they would end up playing the Warriors or the Spurs, whoever win that game. I like, I, I like the Warriors. I over. like the Spurs. I like the Warriors, number one, Pelicans, number two, over any of them teams. Pelicans got to make it first. I want to believe the Pelicans, bro. <laughs> <laughs> the Pelicans got to make it first. Seven last night. Bro, we lost to the Knicks, bro, yeah. last night. Knicks are not garbage. That's like, yeah, bro. <laughs> it was the way we lost to them, bro. No. And right. the and the Curry did that against the Thunder. Let's, let's. Yeah. More guys. Let's be. Did, but, bro, they put 147 up. It's the Thunder. Yeah. I understand that, but they still professional athletes, bro. Uh, like, they, that team is a team full of rookies. Shay didn't even play. Shay didn't even play. Right lost now. by fifty-eight. Without... Man, like, you at like the Warriors, oh, the Thunder beat like them a... to fifty-eight. That was the Thunder no, that beat. No, that wasn't. I'm just saying. Oh, then it don't matter. Without Curry, they lost by fifty-eight, and then he comes back and they beat a the team by thirty. That's not it. That wasn't his first game. I'm Curry is the MVP right now. Why was no, it? he's not. <laughs> he's not. I would give Curry is on the top three. It's got to be Joker. If we go, if we look into a deep, it's most three valuable player is Curry. It's Curry. Bro. It's not. It's Curry. It's not. I will it's- say though, he is putting up the numbers that he put up for the back-to-back MVP campaigns, if not a little higher. So no, it's just everyone else's spot too. He is expected to do this. Is That's he- the point. He's expected to do this. You're you're arguably the greatest point guard ever. You are expected to do this. I mean, everybody's expected to do what they're supposed to do. I just said a couple months ago that. We need to see if he could put up these numbers without all these. Teams. And at a 10th seed, they're not even a postseason right now. I, didn't say the numbers. I said I could. He, I need to see if he can. I win need to get playoffs. That's what I thought. Other people. That's what I said. Winning. Winning. The West is a difficult like. No, 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 no. 
I don't know. I'm not hearing that. Other players, like, MVP, one unanimous and all this, carry them. Let me see. Lord, you are the first unanimous MVP in the league of the, in the NBA history. Carry them to the postseason. Wait, you know? what are you saying? If y'all say, not y'all, I'm not gonna say y'all. Media pundits and uh, an analysts across the country say that Curry's yeah. arguably media pawns. <laughs> they say Curry's arguably the greatest point guard ever. He's a top, arguably a top 15, top 10 NBA player ever. You are, you are, you have to overcome having a poor talent around you. Having Wiggins, Draymond. I thought I told y'all this. A point guard can't be the best player on the team, and they they'll they'll be no no. That's I, my I, line, and you're saying it wrong. No no. I I on God I said that before. No. I said it before. I've been saying that before the podcast. Dog. <laughs> I've been saying before the podcast too. On God. <laughs> it's statistic. Put it, don't put it on God, bro. Because I probably said it before you. No, I, I promise you. I, but before we even thought about the podcast, I was saying it, bro. Bruiser. I, I just I'm need to make. Po- I just need the word. Player on your team cannot be a point guard if you want to win the championship. Derek did say that. I heard that. I said that. Derek said that. I heard Derek say that. No. You said yeah, cause I don't be on the group chat like that. That's why you heard him say it first. And y'all live with each other. Of course, Curry, you know say it first. Goofy. I didn't say. Yeah, I never said. I just said it's a lot. Curry was not the best player on that championship. No, Curry was the. That's the only exception. No, saying he was, but he didn't. He wasn't the reason they won. That's the point I'm making. Like he wasn't. He's never been the. He's never been a deciding factor in them winning a championship. Bro, those coins at 24? What? <laughs> what are we doing? Order. Uh, no, he's looking at Spocks. Uh, Curry's not the MVP, if we're being honest. Yeah, I'm, take, I'm taking or I'm taking Embiid or Chris Paul. I mean, that's a safe Joker, Embiid, or Dane. Wait, why did you say Chris Paul? Dang. If Chris Paul, if the Chris why Paul. They said Dane. If Chris Paul can make the Suns be the number one seed in the West, I think he's doing the same thing Curry doing, but they're no, he's not. Yes, no, he he's, not. he's not. I already, I've already made the stat comparisons. Curry's oh my god, because he's shooting more threes. Congratulations, they're not winning games. If you talk about Chris Paul MVP, you gotta talk about Donovan too. I just think that's fair. Oh, okay. But the same as that argument, first off, the last four games, Donovan. I agree, John. I agree, John. Since he's not shooting 11 threes, oh my God, it's not it's not getting the same hype as the light skin guy. What That's what I say. I don't like his politics. 32, 36, yeah, 30, like 41, 32, 38, 53, 40. Like he's putting up numbers. Loss. Look what at the shots he's taking. What are the one loss? It doesn't matter. 14 for 20, 14 for 20. Yeah. Are you serious? Curry has to take Curry has to take I said he's going crazy, but they act like that's not. The debate is Curry versus Dan. MVP. Curry versus Dan. Bro, the MVP is the most valuable player. So LeBron should have won. No, you, you can't change the criteria. Oh, Jesus. You can't change the criteria, Jesus. What you mean? It's always been about winning. LeBron would have been in a bunch of years. We always know that LeBron Jimmy, Jimmy Butler is more valuable to his team than Curry to his team. No, he's team. not. The Heat was not winning without Jimmy Butler. Look yes. up the stats. Oh, my hey, God. Bro, I swear to God. I swear to God. The, the, the Warriors would win 20 games without Curry. I swear. They will, they will win 20 games. He, he won a playoff team until Jimmy got Jimmy there. just brought the Heat to the finals. What are you talking about? The first year. He has help. Bam. Bam. Donovan, Duncan Robinson. Um, who else? I act like Curry wouldn't have help either. They're just he hurt. Knows. They're hurt. Wait, Draymond Green's an all-star. Andrew Wiggins is a good player. He averages 20 points per game. What are you guys talking about? James Wiseman was... James Wiseman was the best. You, Jace, you love James Wiseman coming out of college. I do, I do, the best, I do, I do. He was the perfect pick for them. That's the best. That's the 
second best player on the team. I think y'all not talking about it, bro. You know the West. Eric is- Pascal also hurt. Clay Thompson hurt. What you said, John? The West is hard, bro. The East is like, bro. You can win games. In the East. I don't like that narrative because the East is hard. No, 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 no. It's definitely. It's hard, but it's hard. It's definitely, it's definitely a great narrative. Number four, number three, bro. The Heat is t- the, the East is top, it's but it's still year, hard. Everybody not. He would be number three. Like, you know this. Number three, what? Number three Z. Y'all really dis y'all really discrediting the East, and I don't like it. But it's like, I think the East is top heavy. Just the three, there's only three road uh, four road threats if you could only three Miami. good teams in the East. No, I think they're four good teams. teams. So when Boston beats Philly in the first they are not going going not. to beat them. <laughs> Run me my money. What's up with this Boston? Boston's good though. They can't beat the Sixers in those seven game series. If Embiid they already game. have twice, twice with the same roster. With Jimmy Butler, they didn't play. Doofus, it's not the same Joel Embiid though. Embiid didn't even play last season. They have a better coach. Oh, who was out? Yeah, ben Embiid. Who didn't play last Embiid. season? Ben was out. Thank Doc you. Doc Rivers not the choke artist coach. No, that's what you. Why we don't give Paul George credit? He just dropped thirty. You be riding him. That's his fault. <laughs> it was all their fault, to be honest. Oh, it's their fault. He not on the court. <laughs> he didn't hit the side of the backboard. That's why, in my opinion. You didn't see not, except Kawhi. He said Kawhi is passive. With Paul George, he's trying to get passive. Ray Allen role. That ain't his game. Huh? Again, it's the worst duo, the worst duo possible, and they very gay. Josh Rivers got a ring. Where we go, team wins. I need that Clippers-Lakers matchup. I really need it. Why? Why would you want to see that? There's no point. (laughs) Boy. I need it. The thing about that Lakers-Clippers matchup is that Anthony Davis and LeBron might not be the ones to get them. Drummond would, because they send they don't have no center. Zubak food. It's like it's like we talking like Drummond been here before. It's funny. Drummond to be, here before. be the third or fourth best player on the team. That's all they need him to be. Saudi just did the John Jordan. No, hard to get boards. Oh yeah. Oh. Easy, huh? NBA takeaways, guys. Oh, what we got? Celtics get on my nerves, but they need Fournier back. Mm, the Sixers are our favorite right now in the East to me. <laughs> I agree. Because uh, Kyrie didn't play the last 10 minutes, and then, and then Brooklyn went on a 21-2 run, and they barely pulled that one out. But I guess they're the favorites. But they still won. Mm. They did win. If they feel good about that one, then I got some bad news yeah, for you. Y'all don't have nobody to stop. And y'all can't – they can't – I'm not even – why am I saying y'all? Oh, my God. <laughs> y'all can't stop. They, they can't <laughs> stop. Our big three. Who do they have? What's what? the answer to Kevin Durant? What's the answer for Embiid? What's the answer for Embiid? You still haven't, like, no, <laughs> not a single player on that team. I've seen Philly give the ball to Embiid and say, go win us a series, and he can't do it. When? Uh, when they lost to Boston and they got swept. Uh, I thought Ben Simmons was hurt. Oh, I'm my fault. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. He forgot to do that. The same excuse they make for Curry, Embiid can't get. Why? Katie well, don't even play basketball. So, so Embiid didn't have Tobias Harris and Al Horford and all these guys? Al Horford? Is that a podcast? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Al Horford got benched for the season because nobody wants to trade for him. NFL? Uh, what are we doing? <laughs> I'll, say, I'll, go, I'll, I'll say something about the Nets. Oh. I don't like them. You don't like them? I don't like them either. But no. it's, even if I... If you a Hooper, you're you supposed to be saying, like, you're supposed to say, like, you better than LeBron. Bro, be saying he better than Brian. He come back one game, you know, drop a couple. Next game, you know where to be. Who you talking about? Who you think? 
Why did cupcake. why did KD decide to play against the Timberwolves when not the Sixers? That's my question. Exactly, he's a cupcake. Because the game doesn't matter to to them as much. But the bro, that's, but that's, that's the problem. Crazy, bro. That's the problem. LeBron, thirty six years old, playing every come, game. I thought I'd come to the realization that the Nets don't go as far as Harden carries. That's what I'm <laughs> I don't know think it's Harden. Team. They play a hooky. It's weird. Right. I think it's Harden team, bro. Yeah, grown man getting paid millions of dollars. Well, Kyrie's Kyrie's doing hey. Ramadan for the first time, I think, in his life. So. Hey, Kyrie got personal. I, I I like how Kyrie's handling the NBA because he's taking personal time off. Because it's, it's a really job. Really it's it's really a job. Fasting, he's gonna Understand be hard. Understand that. Uh, cancer is a, a Muslim as well, and he's he's playing through Ramadan. Just playing. I mean, his cancer is not. No, I was just saying. I was just saying. Relax. It's starting, it's starting to look like more people should convert because. Enos Cannon put, <laughs> put up 20 and 30 the other night. Kyrie put up 36 and 9 with no oh. help. I'm just saying. If no help now, oh. that's the deepest roster in the league. Katie and Kyrie and LaMarcus Aldridge Again, that's the Harden did not play. That's the, the deepest roster in the league, though. Okay. And Are they and, not? So all these guys sit out and they still is deep. Bro, they got starters on the bench. I can't believe Demond just said that. <laughs> so we're gonna we gonna act like Joe Harris not that we go act like Blake wasn't a starter. Harris, Joe Harris had an off night, so Kyrie was definitely out there making it work. But oh, DeAndre Jordan not a starter. He starts. <laughs> Rode on Wait, he he had the same weapons Chris Paul had in LA. Why he couldn't make nothing work with him? With Blake and DeAndre Jordan. Would Chris Paul make work? <laughs> Chris Paul went to the Chris Paul was winning games with him. What they call the Clippers? The uh Lob City, but Kyrie ain't got that in his bag. No, I'm oh no, he don't. <laughs> I mean, Chris uh Kyrie's a better offense talent than Chris Paul ever was, so better at what? Better at getting to the cup, better shooter, better at creating a shot. He's no. a better offensive talent than Chris Paul. No. No, no, all categories. No, he's Chris better, better at defense. Better Chris Paul is the better passer. Chris Paul has just Chris Paul handles aren't better, but they're just as good. He's top three in handles in the NBA. So, Mr. Sham God, Mr. Point God, don't come for my boy now. No, don't forget. No, who's on it? Is that, is that Yachty? Don't forget. Yeah, don't forget. <laughs> Chris Paul is Chris Paul is passive, but when he shoot, when he decides to score, he can do it. I know people get lost in the sauce and the, the flashiness and the finger rolls and the jellies and all that, but it's fine. But don't don't forget who Chris Paul is. I'm not. I'm just saying. What I said was a fact. He he's not a better offense. No, he's better at those two things. And then Chris Paul is better at the other two things. No. Okay. Anyway, the worst thing could have possibly happened to me. Zach Levine is out for 14 days. And the NBA fantasy playoffs start in – 10 days. Um, I do not have Zach Levine available for the first round of the matchup. So I am deeply in trouble uh, with this fantasy. Uh, so that's, that's like cooked, buddy. Plus the Bulls should be way better than they are. <laughs> we are three and eight. Why is, this, why is this the fourth time we've reverted back to the Chicago Bulls? <laughs> but yeah, let them go. There's hype around them. It's hype around them. Two all-stars. I mean, you think about rosters in the NBA who have acquired players that should be 
you know, better than what they are. I think that a relevant conversation. The Bulls just lost to the Magic the other day, and I think they, they should be way better. And I don't know if Billy Donovan struggled like this. Granted, he had KD and Russ. So it's a little different dynamic. I'm trying to be patient with Billy, but you got to wonder as a fan, like, dang, Billy, like, do you really know what you're doing? Because I feel like Zach and Booch, you know, we should be better than this, but we'll see how the rest of the season plays out. And if we go to the postseason, then all can be forgiven. NBA takeaway. Um, before we move off of basketball, I just have – I asked this question to cut last week. I just want to hear uh, Jace, John, and Demond's opinion on it. So, currently in the Western Conference uh, standings, the Jazz are number one and the Suns are number two, a game and a half behind. If we were to merge the Suns roster and the Jazz roster together, who do you think would be – who do you think are the top five players in, the, in both of those teams if you had to rank them? Devin Booker, number one. Okay, Demond first. Donovan Mitchell number two. Well, I would put Chris Paul number two. Okay. okay. I know Donovan Mitchell is a stu- stat sheet stuffer and great player and everything, but I got to put Chris Paul two. All right. Donovan three. Okay. Gobert four. Okay. I really, I mean, I want to say Aiton, but James Crowder, I mean, J- uh, what's his name? Jay- Crowder. Jay- Jay Crowder. <laughs> Plays a very good role for the Suns. And but I got to put Jordan Clarkson on there because when Jordan Clarkson is coming on and consistently hitting shots, the Jazz are almost unbeatable. So I got to put Jordan Clarkson on there. And based on what you just said, if the Jazz and Suns were to meet, you have the Suns winning. Yes. In the playoffs. Games. Yes. Okay. John, what you got for me? Uh, or Jace? I, yeah. I, it's not really that hard to me. It's to me, it's, it's Donovan one. Um, you got Donovan over Book? Yes, I do. It's, it's, I, I mean, I, we he went to the playoffs last year, and, I mean, they lost, but. Every year, John. Every year. Yeah, every year. And then they, they blew that, you know, improbable 3-1 lead. They should have advanced to the, the next round. Uh, and then he comes back with fury in his heart and leads his team to the number one seed, which, I mean, who the hell expected that? That's Obviously, Devin Booker has Chris Paul. We, we're not going to sit here and act like his game ain't elevated because of CP3, the point guy. We're not going to act like that's not the reason they're good. Devin, I mean, uh, Donovan is literally like he, – he has good three-point shooters around him, but this is this is Donovan's team, and we know that. But I would um, definitely argue – But I would definitely argue that it's more impressive that the Suns are where they are rather than the Jazz being the one seed. I can't say that no. – because we knew Chris Paul, whatever team Chris Paul was going to, we going to the playoffs. We predicted that he would be able to turn the Suns into a top two seed in the we Western Conference. But nobody we predicted the Jazz to be a seven one seed. So I didn't predict that at all. Nobody predicted the Jazz to be the one seed. Playoffs. And well, they're not going to finish at the second seed. I know how to solve this. Brews a Pack Life Pod poll on the Instagram. <laughs> they won't finish at the second seed. Who won't? The Suns won't. Because they be the one seed. No. You got, the, you got the Suns falling cut? Yes. What's going through the go going you, you through? You saw that man come back. The, the man come back against the Jazz uh, this weekend. So um, so the sun, the sun, the uh the, the next the C behind the Clippers is the clip the C behind the Suns is the Clippers. The Clippers are one and a half game back. Then it's the Nuggets. The Nuggets are four and a half games back. Then it's the Lakers who are five and a half games back. You think they're gonna fall from, from Grace that much? I think that man come back this weekend, so the Lakers not about to be losing no more. 
Lakers, Lakers will hit like three or four. I don't think they get. They, I don't think they get one or two. I think they get three or four. I don't think they care, but I know that they, they're gonna try to get the spot where they feel like they got the best chance. I think they got the best chance where where they at right now, with the Nuggets. No, I'm talking about the best chance to get the matchup they want in the like in the conference. Uh, in the yeah, the yeah, conference. that'll work because then they'll they don't worry bad. about the first two. They don't worry about the first two rounds. They, they do better. They better. They got to pass. I think if they stay where they at, they play the Nuggets, and they see the Jazz, and they see the winner of the uh, Suns, Clippers, or Blazers, or Mavericks. So that's, the, that's the best route that the Lakers should take him out. So where the Clippers? The Clippers are currently the third seed, so they want to see them to the conference finals if things stay the same. Oh, okay. I just wanted to see where you you're not you're not tying in Kawhi, Paul George, and playoff Rondo. You're not disrespecting them boys, are you? Why would we? Let John finish. Um, I'll say this: the Jazz and the Suns are vulnerable. I think, like, you gotta realize when it comes to the postseason, that's different, bro. You are gonna see this team four straight times, like you guarantee, and you are gonna lock in to schemes. And I think, I think the Suns are good, but they they're vulnerable. Like you can lock in a Booker and figure out how to stop, you know, Chris Paul dishes, but I don't know what. Yes, so Devin Booker. Tailor made for the playoffs, John. Luca in the Mavs in the first round. I'm not gonna sit here and confidently tell you the Suns are making it out of that match. Oh, I like it, John. I like the hot tape. I'm not. Out of his mind. He's just talking. I'm not, bro. Come on now. You see the Luca possesses. He's transcendent. He's not just a regular playoff team type of player. Like Devin Booker's game is tailor made for the NBA playoffs. Kobe. Yes. What? Yeah. Booker's game is tailor made for the NBA playoffs. He is eating the Mavericks' heart out. Please, child, please. With Chris Paul, like, but he's eating the Mavericks' heart out. Yeah, heart out. Yeah. You know who guarding him? Who? Who cares? Lay it on me, please. Who can you say who can? Who cares? The person they just traded for. That the reason. Ah, uh, <laughs> he's clamping that. He might I, go off, but he's he gonna, he gonna hold his own. He's talking he's about Josh Richardson. Own. Josh Richardson is his own with Devin Booker. Josh Richardson is holding his own. Yes. That's oh, what they wow. traded for him for. Oh, wow. So how much are you holding him? 30? Next. Next. Well, I don't understand. 30. You think he's dropping 30 in the playoffs every time? Yes. Devin Booker? Okay. Yes, like he yes. He's very, he's very tailor made for the playoffs. Yes. No, it's not. With Chris Paul, like, bro, like. Tailor made? How's your game tailor made for the playoffs? It's all about matchups. It's all about buckets. He's a killer. <laughs> Jab, 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 pull, bang, tough again. again, Jace. Tough buckets, no space. Okay. Devin Booker is hey. thriving. Oh. Hey, like how many games does it go to my since it's just so Six. certain? <laughs> what? Six. Bro, you got a dude named Luca that don't even want to play. He's scared. Yeah, they eating his heart out. Who got in Luca? That's a better question. Because hey, I, I would. Devin Booker's <laughs> Chris Paul. Who? Chris Paul. Chris Paul can't guard Luca. He's too big. Luca's crazy, bro. Y'all sleep. Six yeah. eight. Chris Paul not guarding him. Doesn't matter. Yeah, Bridges can. You see that when Luca go crazy, they still almost lose. I do I like that. that. Yeah. I like that Bridges now, but he one of your top five players in that series. Because in my opinion, he's the fifth best person. Well, Jace didn't go yet. Jay Clay. Here y'all. What were we talking about? Oh, uh, uh, John, did you do your top five? You did your top five players or no? Oh yeah, let's go. Um, like I said, Donovan, Devin, CP, 
I'm going Gobert. Um, and I'm going Jay Clay. Jay Clay is just I think. all right. Uh, Jace, we're doing if you put the Suns and Jazz roster together, which five players are the best five on that team? Um, best five, like in order, yeah, one from five, one to five. Jace, y'all know Jordan Clarkson don't drop 20 every night. I'm gonna go Devin, Donovan, CP, Rudy. No, Rose. <laughs> Oh, my jump froze. Devin Donovan, CP. I might gotta go, Rudy. You have to, like I had you legit have to. <laughs> Nobody else to put. And then maybe Aiden, I'm gonna smack you, boy. Aiden is a possible fifth, or Mikael Bridges. Or I might go Mikael Bridges. Mike Conley, what's going on? What? <laughs> boy, you know who I am. <laughs> Y'all sleep on Mike Conley. No. I'm I do. Not. I do think if the Suns and Mavericks meet, the X factor of that series will be Kristaps Porzingis if he can stay healthy. We're not going to talk about Kristaps Porzingis. <laughs> Is there any more NBA news before we move on to football? I guess not. Uh, Julian Edelman also retired uh, the, uh, this past week. Um, three-time Super Bowl champion, Super Bowl MVP. Uh, so happy retirement to Julian Edelman. Uh, guys, do you think Edelman is a Hall of Famer? There was a lot of talk in the week about this. I want to hear you guys' thoughts. I think the consensus, I'm, I think I'm feeling that the consensus is a no. Whoa. Oh, Jay says yes. Okay, DeMond, you take it away first. Is Edelman a Hall of Famer? Pro football Hall of Fame. No. I was going to say no. My whole take this week has been no. I've seen the great names. And – Julian has never led the league in receiving. He's never led the league in catching, never done any of those things. But you look at his build and you take it for what it is, coming out of Kent State, being a quarterback and beating the odds undrafted, winning three Super Bowl titles, a Super Bowl MVP, multiple 100-yard hundred yard receiving games in the Super Bowl, second most everything Receiving-wise, playoff records behind only Jerry Rice. I mean, you got to give him res- his respect. And playing with who most consider the GOAT and being, I, I would say, his one of the best three weapons he played with, you got you to gotta put Edelman in the Hall of Fame. Uh, I'm, you're thinking uh, Moss, Gronk, and Edelman. Uh, you could think Wes Welker as well, um, and that's who a lot of people get them confused for, but to – be a knockoff Wes Welker is not that bad. And to people forget, I mean, Wes Welker literally dropped the touchdown to beat the Giants the second time around, and that was it for him in New England. They said, this is Julian Edelman's. He returned punts. He's doing the fake passes. The guy has a perfect QBR rating, seven for eight his career. I think he threw like four touchdowns. He is everything you think about the Patriot way, you know, do your job and be ready to step up. That is Julian Edelman. I don't see how you don't – He, I don't see how he's not a Hall of Famer. I, I was thinking the same thing. I think based off postseason, he is a Hall of Famer. But when you look at he never made it to an all-pro. He never made it – he never was a Pro Bowl player. He barely eclipsed, I think, 10,000 yards in a regular season. I just think the criteria of the pro football Hall of Fame, might, he can get in, but I think he's going to be waiting a little while. And I also think because there's some receivers ahead of him, He's going to be waiting a little while. I think Hans Ward still ain't made it yet. Uh, Terry Holt, he still ain't make it yet, made it yet. And Reggie Wayne still ain't made it. 
So I think he has to sit, he has to wait. Now he's not a first ballot. He has to wait like 10 ballots to get in. But I think he can eventually get in. What do you guys think? Cut, I think you're looking at me. I don't, I think there's a lot of receivers that can get in before him. So like off just statistics in the regular season alone, I, I respect what he did in the playoffs and whatever, but. Mm, the and whatever kind of makes it seem like you don't respect it. But first, I mean, I was, I'm saying and whatever, but it's like, he wasn't consistent. He didn't do it every, he wasn't, uh, he wasn't doing it every game. Like that was just, he show up in the playoffs. Okay. They needed you, yeah, sure, but that's not you're not you're not better than Chad Johnson. You're not better than Tory Holt, Reggie Wayne. You're not better than Terrell Owens, who didn't get in first ballot. Who should have got in first ballot? You're not better than Andre Johnson. Number, you don't even have better numbers than Marcus Colston. Andre Johnson. Or yeah, that's what I'm saying. Marcus Colston. You don't even have better regular like better regular career numbers than Marcus Colston. Marcus Colston was a seven round pick, but nobody's gassing him to get into the Hall of Fame. Julian Edelman was an undrafted quarterback. Congrats. Seven round out of Hofstra, who don't even have a football program anymore. Undrafted school, New York. Out of Kent State. He was a quarterback at Kent State. I mean, he was on a D1 team playing. Hofstra don't even have a program anymore. It's in New York. Mm. 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 The point is, regardless of what school you went to, Tom Brady was a seven round pick. We just going to talk about schools. Don't matter. I can, I can name a bunch of undrafted players that were good. The I point is, he's not a Hall of Famer. Not as good as that. And definitely not first ballot. Not like Bruce said, maybe eventually off of, it's a, if it's a down year and it's old, let's put Edelman in there because, you know, he did have that playoff run. But if he gets in, like, what is he getting in for? Because he's white? No, I don't think because he's white. Because I'm saying, like, what else would it be? Because uh, Super Bowl MVP. Again, a team accomplishment. He was a team accomplishment winning the Super Bowl. He did go off in the bowl, don't get me wrong, but it's a team, getting there is a team accomplishment. That don't set you apart from other athletes that are better than you, who were better than you, had better careers than you. So thank you. I just, I just, when I think about great football players. You like naming, you know, but you love talking rings and finals MVPs and all this stuff. And I'm, I'm getting sick of it because it's not, it's not something that everybody gets. It's not something that everybody gets a chance to get. And it don't make you better than them. Because now we're talking knowledge of the game, big moments when these guys came up. We, I could, Julia Edelman is a big time. We could talk about the playoff game versus the Ravens. We all know about the catch versus um, the Falcons. A 10-point comeback as the number one beneficiary when Cam Chancellor and Earl Thomas are locking down Gronk. Who do you think is eating up one of the best defenses ever? Julian Edelman. Thank you. Jalen Ramsey and them boys. That game would have been lost if y'all just ran the ball. So I don't understand why you even went Seahawks Patriots with me. So so we're just disregard. So that doesn't matter that they came back 10 points they down. Didn't, wouldn't, it wouldn't have been nothing to come back from if you ran the ball. <laughs> stay on top of it. Stay on top. Of it. I'm just saying, like you're not trying to name stuff that you can't hold this work with me. You can't. You can't. Trying to name stuff that don't really matter. The point is, he's not a Hall of Famer. He's a Hall of Famer. No, he's not. Based on based on what he does in the the postseason. Well, in that case, Santonio Holmes should probably be a, a um who who is it with uh, your boy with the Giants. Mario Manning, who was it? The helmet catch. Oh, yeah, he could be a Hall of Famer too. You're comparing, you're comparing David Tyree's one helmet catch to J- Julian Edelman. Showed up. Countless moments. He showed up. Rings and the MVP. He showed up. Second to Jerry Rice cut in uh, in receiving. He second gotcha. to Jerry Rice in receiving stats in the playoffs. Bro. Gotcha. Congrats. Gotcha. What do you mean, congrats? There's the bluff. His career numbers aren't good. Jerry Rice had good career numbers and good playoff numbers. That's the difference. That's why he a Hall of Famer. 
I'm not I'm not arguing with the stats part. I understand that. I think he's not a Hall of Famer of just doing something in the postseason. He's a Hall of Famer just off the strength that he was one of Tom Brady's best targets. That's why I think he's gonna be a Hall of Famer, just political politically wise. But in games like the playoffs in Super Bowl where it actually matters and he actually showed up and he actually has great plays and great moments in the Super Bowl playoffs and stuff like that. I feel like he will be a Hall of Famer, but with Bruce said, I don't think it's going to be like a first ballot or anything like that. So that's in the regular season, no matter, because it's not a playoff game. I mean, not really. When it, In his case, no. I feel like it doesn't. In his case, no. Because he made it so many times. That's why he's he made it so many times. He has, a, he has a Super Bowl MVP. He has multiple records with playoffs. And, yeah, he's been in the Super Bowl three times, four times. I don't know. So, three times. So, yeah. How you how you feel, John? How you feel? Because he played with goat, bro. I don't like that. I don't. Yeah, yeah but the goat was that's passing not, the ball. He was not, literally let's not, playing. Let's not. Oh, before, before I let you go, John, but Brady Brady doesn't throw it. Brady throws it to a lot of people there. And Wes Walker, he's not. He probably not go to the Hall of Fame. Wes Walker got better Wes numbers. Walker than has him. better he numbers. Got better numbers than him in the regular. John, game. take it away. Wes Walker has better numbers than Julian, like career wise. Uh, he don't in a and he did it with a different team too. Let's not forget that either. Yeah, yes. I think I think yeah, I, it depends on how many factors. Julian has been with the Patriots forever, his whole career. I think that's pretty impressive. Most receivers don't really do that. Uh, Eleven years, solid. Um, postseason numbers, solid. But career wise, I mean, like I said, Brady has a lot of targets, and Julian wasn't the single handed reason why they went to the postseason every year or most years. Literally, you know, he's not. They could have been just fine without him. Like, that's what – Without that's who? 3,000-yard seasons? Get you in the Pro Bowl? I mean, get you in the, the Hall Oh, You said they'll be perfectly fine without Julian Edelman? Yes. 3,000-yard seasons get you in the Hall of Fame, bro? They're winning. They're, they're, win- they're beating the Seahawks without Julian Edelman? Bro. Yes or no? Yes or no? Yes, bro. Yes. He never started a full season. He never played every game in the season. He never crossed a thousand. He only crossed a thousand yards three times. Edelman is a product of a system that is great. Belichick is great. Brady is great. The Patriots are great. They're America. Like, bro, this whole entire system is like, that's what it is. Edelman just happened to have his fortune handed to him by having a illustrious career just being and in the He never started a full There's season. There's nothing about Julian Edelman that's been handed to him. What are you bro, talking what? about? Bro, what? That is the furthest thing from Julius Edelman, talking about something being handed to him. Everything in his career he worked for. I'm not saying he didn't work to be a great receiver. You just said, based off the system, everything he had was handed to him. The championships? I think so. Yes. You have to work hard to stay healthy. I mean, that's obvious. But I'm saying as far as, like, there are other great receivers who have worked just as hard as him. Evident by their Look numbers. at his targets. Yeah, My goodness. Bro, we're not saying that this dude is going to be our first ballot Hall of Famer. We know that it's other receivers. He's not the Hall of Famer. Bro. Other receivers. I don't think he's a Hall of Famer, period. So we could just. It's plenty other receivers are going to be ahead of him, of course. But when the time comes and it's not receivers on the board and he's there, bro, he's going to be. Bro, all you realize Jarvis and Odell already have better numbers than him. And there are going to be other receivers that come. Up and have better numbers than him. He's never going to make it, bro. I'm I sorry. Think, I don't think Jarvis Landry is going to be a Hall of Famer. Personally. I'm not going to say he's not going to make it because I've seen him put – I can see them doing it just because. 
after Jarvis they was gonna, was in first well, that's the case. If Jarvis is going to be a Hall of Famer, then Junior Edelman needs to be a Hall of Famer. Who? Easily. Easily. Who? Jarvis Landry. If Jarvis Landry could be a Hall of Famer, Julian Edelman is definitely a Hall of Famer. Definitely. Jarvis, Jarvis broke the record for the first five seasons in the first. Edelman season, holds first three. two second places. He broke second the receptions. He broke right like he broke a record. The records Michael Thomas broke are the records that Jarvis Landry had. I don't. And Michael Thomas broke them. Julius Julian Edelman is second in everything playoff ever, ever. And, and then. Wait, second in what? Every, everything. everything, everything ever. No, wise, no, second in everything. Yes, Derek, go look it up. He's second go in touchdowns. Up. Yes, go look it up. I'm looking at his playoff record, and he only has he only has five touchdowns. So that's a playoff. That's second. That's good enough to be second best in the playoffs ever. Hey, low key, man. So, congrats, five touchdowns. Yards, I can see. Cause and then when he got all these yards, the game, the seasons where he had all these yards, the targets are off the charts. Off the Michael Thomas. Drew Brees attempt target attempts, twenty four attempts, oh, sixteen catches, one hundred seventy three. Oh, yeah, Jay Rice is getting seven attempts, twenty six catches, two hundred eighty one. Twenty nine attempts, seventeen. Thirty six attempts, twenty one. Thirty five attempts, twenty six. Why? Went the, they, they went to the playoffs about the same amount of times. Across the middle. I got a question. I got a question. I got a question. Oh, ask, ask it, Jay. Let's talk to us, man. So, I don't think. Receiver wise, this guy won't make it to the Hall of Fame. But do you think Devin Hester will make it to the Hall of Fame? Yes, he deserves it more than Julian Edelman. Oh wow. Returning specialist. He broke records as a returnman. That's oh, that's wow. an accomplishment. He he that's a big accomplishment. Wow. He literally he was literally considered the best returnman in the league. I understand, I understand why you have the record for I think he's a Hall of Famer too. Trust me, I think he's a Hall of Famer too. But over Julian Edelman, he's he's gonna make it as a return specialist. Who cares? The position won't matter. He has the most ever. That is different. He he literally carried the Bears to the Super Bowl, like literally. Because of his in the first no, play of the Super Bowl. No, he didn't. They have one of the best defenses in Defense special teams, yeah. But not you said times the offense didn't score, he did score. It was times like the opening kickoff that he literally scored on in the Super Bowl. Just think about your words more carefully next time because he did not say if your offense doesn't put up points for the defense, your defense can't just carry you. If you have no points, your defense can't just carry you to shut out game. I do think I think Devin Hester gets in off a of special team. He definitely gets in, but he returned 14 kicks in that one season or something. Like oh, he was his career. And nobody's close. But nobody's close. Understand the- that. Understand. He's going to the Hall of Fame for that. Trust me. But I'm saying not I'm not saying he's gonna he was the sole reason on why they went to the what's it called that one time. I think he'll he'll get in, but he's gonna wait like Edelman, in my opinion. I don't think he'll wait. He'll be in the- he, he'll wait. You're not gonna get in like that. He he'll wait. But oh, your guys ready to put a ball in this conversation? Wrap it up then. Um, just wanna is Fitzgerald a Hall of Famer? I, I would think yes. so. Right before Julian Edelman, yes. <laughs> I can agree with that. Um. We're not even in, bro. Come on, it's so many. Bro, we it's did so not say people. he's a number one. Ballot. No, that's the point. How long he gonna wait? Bro, we don't care. As long as he gets in, <laughs> he's gonna keep waiting. He gonna have to keep waiting. Mm. Keep waiting. 
All right. Oh, as you guys, I'm not saying it's like I didn't like him as a player, but I'm just saying, but he's not no, he's not like think about it politically. He's not gonna wait that long. I'm gonna be honest and honest. As soon as you know, all the women there are gonna go in. He's gonna get politically, yes. He's gonna he's gonna go in. There's gonna get mad about this, but it just needs to be said. There is no discussion when it comes to who is the better receiver, Chad Johnson or Julian Edelman. But when there's no discussion. Chad Johnson is the better receiver. Yes. Oh. When it comes to Hall of Fame, Julian Edelman should get the nod over the Hall of Why? Fame. Why? Based on what? Playoff statistics? Because he played with Carson Palmer, he can't get in? Get out of here, bro. Play with Brady one season. Bro, get out of here, please. It's not better than him at anything. I mean, I mean, not better than him at anything. Ocho played with Brady. Nothing. He's he, not better than him at nothing. He told you himself he couldn't hack it. He's not better than him at nothing. The role they wanted to put him in, Julian. He's not better than him at all. He could have had all Julian's success. He couldn't hack it. He told you that himself. So. He went there one season. And he, and he was like, this is too much for me. Okay. And he retired. But he, was, he spent another eight plus seasons with the Bengals. He retired, for race. he retired for a different reason. He messed himself up. No, the time I went to the Dolphins, it was, by that time it was like, okay, I'm just team hopping. Mm, whatever. All right. Uh, the NFL draft is April 29th. It's fastly approaching. Uh, last week, we did superlatives. Man, what y'all think about the draft? I don't have no draft-specific yeah. segment here today. I ain't going to be honest. Jace, you got your hand up, so you take it away, bud. I got something. I seen something on ESPN. I talked to uh, And um, it just didn't sit right with me, okay? All right, talk to us, bud. They have four quarterbacks over Justin Fields. And I I just don't understand why. I, I don't. Um what's the Trey dude? Trey Hans, Trey Yeah, Trey Lance, um, Zach Wilson, um, Mac Jones, um, I think it was another dude. It wasn't, it wasn't Trevor, it was another dude or something like that. And I just that just don't sit right with me. I don't understand why we're 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 um downplaying Justin Fields, um, quarterback ability. He's he's six three, mm. four four speed. Mm. Got an arm, cannon. He's accurate. Boing. Throw off the run, all that. Accomplished. Mm. And while we got four four quarterbacks that are not as accomplished as him, maybe Mac Jones. Count him. But that's because he's an assistant. We don't count that. So. I don't. I don't understand why they why they saying this about my boy Justin Fields. I, I don't understand it. Well, I understand that, well, but I don't. Know, we know why throughout the history of. We know NFL why. Draft, I just had to make that, a point. I just had to make a point. They, I just had to make a point. There's always racial stereotypes that are put upon the black quarterback. We've seen it with Lamar Jackson. We're now seeing it with Justin Fields. Dwayne Haskins went through something similar. Warren Moon. He had to go to the CFL first to get a shot before he could go to the NFL. This is just the history of the NFL. Unfortunately, that's what it happens until teams and scouts change the way they think. These things will continue to happen. And I, I, I although I think falling in the draft is not bad, it's bad in terms of money, but in terms of talent and being on a good team, falling in the draft is not bad. But if you think, if, you, if you're in it for the money, though, then it's kind of like you ain't going to get as much as the first, second, or third pick, but Denver's going to have a nice roster. The Panthers have a nice roster. The Patriots are trying to build a nice roster with their free agency. They just free agents they just brought in. So going to those places, you'll be you'll be in a more better position to win rather than going to the Jets, to the Jaguars. But except the Niners, that the Niners, 
the Niners is a that's a great place to go. Niners do not pick Justin Fields. It will be the greatest blunder, like possible. I mean, they they lucked up that the Jets were idiots and didn't take twelve <laughs> pick for Sam Darnold, and they got into a better situation. But if they do the unexpected and let the, in my opinion, easily the second best quarterback in this draft, yep, fall. I mean, for the next decade, you're putting this on your quarterback that he's going to hear about it because I can tell you now, I would love for them to pass on Justin Fields. <laughs> I mean, you're telling me that I get to play Mac Jones instead of Justin Fields for 10 years? Boy, Thank you. Thank you. Sam, Sam Donald uh, story. I'm seeing ghosts. Thank you. No, no. That, I think any quarterback that goes to the 49ers is going to be a – above average minimum quarterback because of the system because of the weapons George Kittle Brandon Ike because of like the 49ers are going to be one of the best franchises for years to come they have the talent they have the front office the quarterback has been their only issue but I do not see how you could mess this up it it is whoever's there is the best pick between Zach Wilson Trevor Lawrence and like I don't know how you mess this up but I pray you do I pray you do. <laughs> I think because uh, I do agree with whoever goes to San Fran is going to be nice. But early on in their career, I think they'll have success. But later down the road, when Trent Williams retires, when George Kittle starts to age, when you can't keep all of those talent receivers on the outside, when uh, Bosa and Armstead, you need to maybe you need to go land a big secondary pickup in free agency because you get a kid on the back end. I think when things aren't perfect around Mac Jones, that is when, I mean, behind a quarterback, that's when you need your athletic ability, your playmaking ability to take over. And that's what Justin Fields provides. I think whoever goes there, like Jones goes there, I think he has success. But when that team starts aging, when your, them cap, your cap is hitting the wall, you have to cut players. I think that's when that, they'll lose. They'll be like, oh, wow, we should have went with a more mobile, agile quarterback rather than just the standard quarterback pocket pass. It's just, ugh, my stomach hurt. Didn't they go? Didn't they go see him uh, recently? Yeah, they yeah. they just went to the Ohio State second pro day. Everybody holding pro days and everybody running forty times. Interesting. Uh, Mac Jones. <laughs> like uh, before I move on to my last topic, uh, I'm gonna hear you guys' thoughts on. Uh, let me find it real quick. Hold on. There was a report that Trevor Lawrence, you know. Boy got married recently, didn't he? He did. Congratulations, yeah. Trevor Lawrence. Congratulations. Um, he doesn't have a chip on his shoulder, man. Uh, there was a report that came out and said he just he loves football, he has passion for it, but he isn't all that crazy about it. But he's happy with it. And people people are starting to speculate, is this a red flag to take uh Trevor Lawrence? Is this a, should we take a player who isn't as loving the game of football as other quarterbacks like Brady and them in the past? And I, I just want to say, when I saw that report and heard that story, I just want to say, I think we're, it's the new generation of athletes that we're about to see. It's, it's about um, not that not players that's always obsessed with working, hardworking, but they, they're going to put in the work, but it's, that's, all, that's not all they're going to be about. They're going to have to take some time, be with their family, have mental health days, things like that. That's just the next crop of athletes that we're seeing. And maybe it's they're being um, the, uh, spoon-fed, things like that, their family always keeping them protected. But at the end of the day, you know, you know, there's a saying where when you're a parent, like our parents, uh, you work, you work, at, you work hard as your life. So your child has it easier. 
I think that's like that's the mentality these next group of professional athletes are starting to take. And we've seen it with that Trevor Lawrence quote. So I just found that interesting. Wanted to point that out to you guys. Uh, draft is April 29th, round one. Looking forward to that. Uh, oh, yeah, last thing. What team do you guys think will make a trade round one? It can either be late first round, early first round, or middle rounds. Which team do you think will trade up? Denver. With, the, with, with who? Atlanta. Ah, uh, and go get a quarterback. Okay. Say Patriots. Trade up with who? Um, I can see like Atlanta. Or... I think yeah, I think Falcons are in a position to trade back to go get that quarterback because I don't think the Bengals taking one. The Dolphins aren't going to take one. Then then the Lions this at seven may take one even though they got golf. Uh, I, I I'm not for sure on the Patriots take. I feel like I feel like Cam has. I feel like they're gonna start Cam. I do, I agree. But if they pick up a quarterback, that's essentially there to like say like, bro, you better get you better get it together or like you up next. Um, he not he he gonna be up next. He gonna play. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, next man up, Patriot way. We got you, John. What you got, man? Which team do you think will make trade up in the NFL draft round one? Hopefully, the Bears get it right. <laughs> a, a, a star player that's gonna bring some hype to the franchise because this Andy Dalton thing is still unsettling. But Ooh. um, in all seriousness, the Falcons are like in a position to trade up. Um, just being that Matt Ryan is. It's a lot of uncertainty with the fan base, uncertainty with the organization on what they're really going to do with him and what the plan is. So why not trade up, get your quarterback, and try to just make the most out of this draft because I think this is a pretty talented draft, uh, like the pool of players that are going to come out. I think if they go into the right situation, then they'll have a chance to thrive. A lot of times it's not necessarily the draft that is really bad. It's the teams that draft those players and the system they go into. Um, but you just think about maybe Sam Darnold in a different situation. Maybe his career is elevated a little bit more, even Trubisky. Uh, so I just think that if the players go to the right team, then they'll they'll thrive. And the Falcons have an opportunity to do that, and they they definitely need to. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I think if, if they're going to get Fields, or I know I know Fields is expected to drop, so they could wait. But it's just too much going on. I, I I think they should trade up and however get the best player available, like not even just quarterback, whatever they need to do. Which, which team is what I'm talking about? So what? What's that? What team were you talking about again? The Falcons. Oh, they, they have the fourth pick, so I think they would get best available at that pick. Uh, I, I was going to ask you, though, John. Me and Co were speculating last week that uh, since Bridgewater will be on the move since the Panthers acquired Sam Darnold, would you like Bridgewater to be your quarterback or the Bears? Would you see that no. fit? No. <laughs> Why not? I don't even think the Bears are even interested in Bridgewater at all. I mean, his precision is nice, and his accuracy is really, you know, better than most quarterbacks out there that are starting in the league, especially Andy, I think, for sure. But um, they trust Andy for some reason. I don't think they trust Bridgewater. And when you really think about what uh, offense really thrives off of, it's the quarterback and head coach relationship. So I don't see Nagy and Bridgewater having that type of chemistry to thrive. No, I'm not. I'm not interested. <laughs> All right. Good. No, Demond. Last but not least. Um, I definitely think 
you know, the Falcons is the most consensus answer. They really can't go wrong in this draft, trading back or getting the best player available. Um, but I'm going to go with the Lions. I think the Lions at seven are really going to hold the cards to the table because um, right around that range after the Falcons, there's a whole lot that can happen just with picks. I don't really see those three teams uh, being the Falcons, Bengals, and Dolphins trading. Rather, I see those teams making picks that could have a domino effect upon each other and the whole draft. Um, the Falcons decide not to go quarterback and go Sewell, then that almost, in my opinion, forces the Bengals to pick Jamar Chase. Or if the Falcons don't, you know, and they decide to go Fields or even trade back and somebody else come Fields, they could still go Jamar Chase. And then the Dolphins could go Sewell or Devontae Smith, reunite him with Tua. Jamar Chase could still be there if the Bengals don't. It's just a lot that could happen with those three picks. So I think that'll be the domino effect. And depending on the quarterback still available after that, um, Detroit's going to have a lot to consider. Um, you know, Carolina just traded for Darnold, but who knows if they think he's the answer. So you could look at Denver right there at nine, feeling like, hey, we got to go above Carolina and get the guy that we like. But, you know, John Elway has this very specific mindset about who he wants to come be the guy in Denver. So it's just very – it's very interesting. You got the Patriots at 15. It's a lot of – it's a lot of things that can happen. But there's going to be a domino effect, I believe, in right there in the four, five, six positions that's going to – bring some trades uh, between De it's going to bring a lot of market for Detroit to be able to acquire some more picks. I got you. I like that. I like it. Um, yeah, I guess the NFL draft coming up. We will do our mock draft for you guys. Look forward to that. We will drop those before draft day, of course. So be on the lookout for that. Last thing football before we go to music. Uh, Eddie George will be the next football head coach for Tennessee State University, or HBCU in Tennessee. Um, I don't know if you guys saw the news or not, but how you guys feel about it? I, when I saw it, I was happy that, of course, HBCUs are getting exposure. But I, I feel that these big-time pro football Hall of Fame type at players becoming coaches taking, like, the shine away from other coaches that have been in these positions. I know that them going to these HBCUs is to – spread awareness but also build a football program but I don't want them just to overshadow the coaches who've been there been doing the work and just taking the the recognition from them I as a parent I don't care nothing about that <laughs> have all the tools now I'm literally sending my son to your university to go to the league I mean, that's what a lot of these parents are thinking. You get to go play for Dion. You get to go play for Eddie George, one of the best running backs ever, rushing for 2K, all that. Like, especially specific position-wise, I mean, you got all the tools. DB's got to be circling to go play with D play for Dion. Now running backs playing for Eddie George. Different things like this are going to pop up. And, of course, the league, knowing that these guys are setting up these things and having a specific way they want to go, they're going to get um, more attention. I seen Dion talk about it the other day because they have a very specific, I believe, HBCU combine. Um, yeah. And Dion was like, that's not enough. We want that official next step. And that's what me and some of these guys, you know, are looking for, bigger picture and all these athletic departments and how we can 
elevate the game. So Eddie George stepping into that role, I'm sure he's probably talked to Dion about what that means, bigger picture. And I love it, man. I love it. That's what we talked about with, you know, talking about, uh, I think it was Mikey and all these kids when, you know, last year everything broke out and we were talking about more students going to HBCUs and whatnot. Now we're taking that route in football. So I'd love to see it. Uh, all right. That's the lay of the land. Appreciate uh, it, guys. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, Kakar, you can go to music, but Trey Young got 15 points on what four for 16 shooting. Just came back off an injury. Not 100. Don't matter. Not 100. Don't matter. Jason Tatum came back off injury and now has to use a uh, inhaler before games. And I seen him hit a dagger the other night. Don't matter. Don't want to hear that. Cause Derek told me. Derek told me. Oh. Trey Young better than Jason Tatum. He's not even top five under 25. Who's nah. that? Say that, Derek? Word for word? Uh, uh, you, they got, they got, the mind's calling me out. I'm wrong. Yeah, I said it. I just wanted the podcast to see you wrong. I'm, I'm wrong about what? What, is J, what does Jason Tatum have to do with Trey Young? You losing to the Bucks? Huh? Uh, the same Bucks that Jason Tatum can't beat. Can't beat. He literally is hitting two game winners over Giannis this year. What are you talking about? They can't beat them in a series. But you said, but oh, podcast, ladies and gentlemen, Derek did say that the Hawks would beat the Heat in a series. He did say that. I think it's a strong possibility the Hawks could beat the Heat in a series. I don't think there is no chance at all. Well, that's why they don't pay you to think. Well, they don't pay you for nothing either. So, guess we're in the same position with zero certifications. Last week, matter of fact, no, I'm going to keep going. Last week, we got a couple singles and a couple projects. My favorite was that Polo G rap star, which is trending towards number one on the Billboard charts. Going crazy. This week coming up, we will be receiving YSL, Slime Language 2. Um, that's what everybody pretty much excited for. Big Scar, Big Grim Reaper. Any of y'all listen to him? Jacquees back with another Q-Mix. Jacquees with a Q-Mix 4. I Love McConan is back with My Parade. Hmm. And Sweetie Pretty Summer Playlist Season 1. She thinks you Drake? Zaytoven also dropping a project in 50 in 415. I think that's how you say it. Oh my goodness. Go, let's go. Let's go. We're getting a Fibio Foreign, self-made. We're getting K Camp, Life Has Changed, featuring PNB Rock. We're getting NLE Chopper, 35 shots. We getting Lil Baby on me remix featuring May D Stallion. Come in. Lil Baby or Lil Baby? Baby. On me. Can't wait. And I got two top fives this week because people are talking crazy. Let's go, let's go, let's go. You can start off with the sports one. Give me the top five players on the 25 so I can make a mockery of all of, of you. Let's go. All sports or NBA? Top five NBA players. Top five, top five, top five. Under 25. We've done this like five times in the chat. No, we have. In the ch- Never done this in the chat. Right, yeah. Ladies and yeah. gentlemen. Y'all just let him be. He just be talking because we have never done this in chat. Let's go, let's go, let's go. All right. Uh, John, you ready? You can take it off, but take us on. All right. <clears throat> Number one, Luka Doncic. We're not going to argue. Number two, Zion Williamson. All right. Number three, um, I'm going to give the nod to Jason Tatum. Number four, I'm going to go Ja Morant. And number five, I'm going to conclude it with Trey Young. 
That's my top five under 25. All right. I just made a makeshift list of my own. So I can go first. All right. Number one, I have Luka Doncic. Number two, I have Zion Williamson. Number three, I have Donovan Mitchell. Number four, I have Jason Tatum. And number five, I have Devin Booker. Number five, I have Donovan Mitchell. Number four, I have Devin Booker. Number three, I have Zion Williamson. Number two, I have Jason Tatum. And number one, I have Luka Doncic. And I do want to say um, my honorable mention will be John Morant. Thank you. And last but not least, Jason Stewart. All right. I got uh, Luca number one. I got Zion number two. I got um. Let me go. Let me let me let me, let me, let me go. Jason Tatum number three. Then I'm gonna go um. I go Trey. I go Trey number four. Trey number four. And then I'm gonna hate me for this one. I'm gonna go Jalen Brown number five. Yeah, I, I got Jalen Brown somewhere near Jason Tatum because they ain't that far apart. <laughs> let's go. Let's Anywho, go. It amazed me that John didn't have Donovan Mitchell. So I'll just, for reference, let y'all know my list from last time. It was Luca, Zion, Donovan Mitchell, Trey Young, then Devin Booker. Did I say D Book? You did not. But like, you can't have Tatum without Jalen Brown somewhere in the vicinity. Also, I think Brandon Ingram is in that same boat as well. I think Ja's crazy, man. Um, ja is five, but it's just hard to put him over. I don't think Ja top five, though. I don't think Ja top five yet. Top five, I mean, he five. could be. And it's like, we don't get really get to see his full potential because Jan well, always no. hurt. I mean, I will, I'll, I'll, I'll take Ja over Donovan Mitchell, but that's just That's crazy as hell. <laughs> I have Zion over Luka, but that's just I me. like Ja Morant more than Donovan Mitchell. Bro, hold on. I'm not hold putting hold him over. If Donovan, if Donovan did not have Rudy Gobert, they would, he would not be in the same. But I will say, J- JV is a good replacement, but JV missed a lot of games this year. When Rudy and- Gobert was trash, John- Donovan Mitchell stayed. Gobert, Gobert is, bro, he's two-time defensive player of the year. Like I'm saying, like, if you go back to the last four seasons when he couldn't even score a bucket, they were still making the offs. Two-time defensive player of the year. And that helps you win games. Josh is not better than Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> not better. Like, I don't know how you crack it. I, mean, I, guess, uh, I got Zion over Luka, but that's just me, though. I had him over there until he. So you got that. Zion number one, Jace. I had Zion number one on my I'm first one. Then I said, then Luca did some fast stuff, and I had to put Luca back number one. I think those two are interchangeable, interchangeable though. Zion's I don't, I don't think I don't think I don't see how you could put Zion over Luca if Zion never made the postseason. But that's just me. Well, he ain't been, but he only been he been in this league what two years last year. Yeah, I'm saying Luca made it his second year. That's just right. Zion's second year, and they might make it. I don't see how you put Zion over JT, but that's just me. Zion over JT is he's because he's way better than him. That's not even close. I don't even think that's a, right now. Way even, Zion's the most efficient scorer in the league right now. The man said, "I don't see how you got Zion over JT." <laughs> he was on. You see, he was the only one that put that boy that high. That's why I said it's like it's like talking to a wall. JT got to get that killer instinct for me, bro. I'm sorry. He literally okay. say he got it. Lion say he got it. He literally showed the game when it's in the regular season. <laughs> okay. If you no no no, hey Demond, honestly, if you're gonna say, well, we both said it. Devin Booker has that you know game for the playoffs. Honestly, Jason Tatum should have that same game too. Jason Tatum literally had it, and the only reason he didn't go to the finals as a rookie is because he played the best player ever, in my opinion, 
as you take one player and you say this is the best this is the best a player has ever played is LeBron in the Cavs in 2018. Jason Tatum could not get past that. He's That's gone. Not- so what's the why, why I didn't beat him last year? Exactly. Last gone. Year. Kimba Walker, who the hell? Oh, no, no, no. You can't say that. No, no, no. You're the best player. You got to overcome poor teammates. That boy, Jason Tatum, his game is literally a bucket. But he ain't got that killer in him, man. He ain't got, the, he ain't got it like Donovan. He have it in him, I just think. He ain't got it like Donovan. Sorry. He's not who y'all think he is right now. But maybe when he get out of Boston, maybe he will be. If he Bro, I still, I, still, I still think that him or Jalen Brown could be a one and two in the league. Not on the same team, but they could be a one and two in the league. Are- I can't wait till Jalen Brown leave or something Jaylen and he's gonna thrive somewhere else. And then everybody gotta see the truth. He's a really good player. He really is, but he's not on he's not better than Tatum. He's not better than Jason Tatum. I think they wouldn't what. I mean, it, it depends on what night. I think they wouldn't what. I think Tatum got him offensively in some things, and then offen- defensively is not even close. Yeah, Jason Jalen. Well, no, I'm not gonna say not even close Tatum not that bad. I think. Brown is better defensively, Tatum better offensively, but they're they like peanut butter and jelly. No, nah, um, uh, what's it called? Jalen <laughs> Brown is light years away, defensive wise. <laughs> light years. <laughs> <laughs> now we hop into my 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 last top five slash top ten, maybe. Bought to you by a Bruiser's girlfriend. You know that top top five top five top five top ten albums twenty sixteen. One of the best years in music. Wait, wait, wait. Are we gonna say so? Look, look, look. I got, I got a question for you. I think I asked y'all this before. But was twenty twenty better than twenty sixteen music wise? No, probably not. Yes. What came out in twenty twenty? Everything. Everything came out in twenty twenty. Probably not better than twenty sixteen, bro. Nah, no, I'm, I'm taking twenty sixteen over twenty twenty. Okay, we look, can we look at it before we do the top ten? Can we please look at it? twenty twenty is the best music year ever. Again, nah, it's not. buying into the hype. Tomorrow. It was good though, but it wasn't all that. I'm telling you, it is, bro. I'm taking 2018 over 2020. So I'll take 2018 over 2016 as well. Ha. 20, yeah, I'm taking 2018 over 2016 and 2020. Huh? 2018 was car. Really? 2018 is number one. 2018 oh, is number one. Y'all are insane, bro. That was the year that every every rapper, every producer, except for like one or two, was dropping projects. Travis drop, so much Travis drop. Kanye drop. Everybody was dropping in 2020. Wait, like everybody dropped in 2020, bro. The That's weekend, bro. I mean 2018. The weekend drop. My boy Wiz drop. <laughs> Kevin Gates drop. Trippy Red drop. Playboy <laughs> Cardi drop. Yes, bro. Like 2018 is for me number one. Nah, it definitely isn't touching 2020. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's definitely not touching 2020. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a star boy. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh-uh. I heard number one in 2016. Look what you've done. I think everybody's number one should be the same. Well, I ain't give us this list ahead of time. No, what, was your, what, was your, what was your top 10 for this week, Dan? My bad, John. I guess we don't do these on rare occasions anymore, but here is another top 10. No debating. We will do our top 10 albums for the year of 2016. I was in 10th grade. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm Jason. I'm Jason Stalking. Huh? All right, bet. I'm just letting you know I'm talking. I'll be going first this time since Damar is looking through my list during pre-production or post-production, whatever you want to call it. I got three honorable mentions. A Seat at a Table by Solange. Great album. Cranes in the Skies is on that song, album as well. Another honorable mention is Lemonade, Beyonce. 
you can't tell me your girl, the girl you talked to wasn't saying it. Sorry, I ain't sorry. I ain't sorry. So I gotta put that on there. And also a little Uzi Vert versus the world, another honorable mention on here. Um, you know. Whoa, 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 what? Uh, yes, honorable mention, but oh, wow. I'm I'm talking. Let him do his list, Chase. Damn. Man, I'll interrupt you. Weird. <laughs> Number 10, I have Jeffrey by Young Thug. Number nine, I have Coloring Book by Chance the Rapper. Hmm. <laughs> Number eight, I have Savage Mode, 21 Savage and Metro Boomin. Got to excite out no heart on there and things like that. Number seven, I have Views by Drake. So people are surprised to see Views on my list, but I put it on here, guys. Views by Drake, man. <laughs> Number six, I have Dangerous Woman, Ariana Grande. Great album. First time I listened to a full Ariana Grande project, just top to bottom, just great songs. Nice features, Lil Wayne, Nicki Minaj, and Future on there. Number five, some may say this is too low. They may be right. Anti, Rihanna. Uh, same old mistakes, work, 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 work. Um, Good Night, Gotham, stuff like that. Rihanna's in her bag. That was, was really a great album, and that was really hard. Number four, Still Brazy by YG. A way to a good way to follow up after that great uh debut album from YG. Uh just solid uh solid all around and also had that anthem FDT on there because FDT. Number three, Kevin Gates, Isla. His for his first debut album. Uh nice intro, not the only one. Great songs all around, Pride, um One Thing, Jam. Just great album for Kevin Gates. Became a huge fan after that. Number two. Uh, Birds in the Trap, Sam McKnight, Travis Scott. From That's arguably Travis Scott's best album from top to bottom. Great intro. And it has his best feature, best intro of all his projects on there. The Ends feature Andre 3000. I uh, have Kendra Lamar on there as well. Songs 1 through 3, uh, The Ends, Way Back, and Coordinate, just a great way to introduce the album. It was really great a project. And number one, it was highly anticipated. I stayed up till watching the Saturday Night Live or whatever performance that was late at night. The he life, didn't drop it that night. And he did not drop it that night. The Life of Pablo, Kanye West, has one of my favorite songs ever on there. St. Pablo, great outro track on a deluxe. Can't forget or Ultralight Bean. You saw the famous music video for all my Southside people that know me the best. You know what I'm saying? Highlights, lowlights, waves, just a great project and a great year of 2016 music. Jace, the mom. Yeah, I'll go next because Jay's going to be here forever. Um, <laughs> my honorable mention, a classic, man. Gunna, Drip Season. Yeah, that's some classics on there. Um, My number 10, Jeffrey, Young Thug. Um, It's funny, I go back to back because YSL dropping tonight. Slat. Uh, number nine, I'm going to go with The Perfect Love Tape, Lil Uzi Vert. Number eight, I'm going to go back to back with Lil Uzi Vert versus The World. Number seven, I got ASAP Mob Cozy Tapes Volume One. Friends, you see a lot of people out here wearing the shirts. They don't even listen to the tape. It's cool though. It's cool. Well, we got one song on there with all of them. That's a. Uh, Thank you. Talking about telephones, yeah. but um, my number five, my top five, not yours. Savage Mode, Twenty One Savage, Metro Booming. Number four, The Weekend Man, Secrets. Hey, slept on Weekend album. Very slept on. Um, Secrets. Secret. I mean, sorry. Um, Starboy. I was looking at the the song title. I don't know how I got here, but I'm, I have four albums left. Uh, <laughs> number four, Views Drake. Number three, Anti Rihanna. 
Number two, Birds in the Trap singing Night, Travis Scott. And number one, Blonde, Frank Ocean. Come on, too easy. Thank you, next. You got it, Jason. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. I got two honorable mentions, okay? First honorable mention is Collie Grove, okay? I like it. It's my list. What's wrong with you, all right? Second honorable mention is Lemonade. I got to love me some Beyonce. I always do. Um, number 10 is Is Isla. I think that isn't that how you say it? Isla? Yeah, from uh by Kevin Gates. Number nine is Views by Drake. One of his best albums, but you know, it's Drake at the end of the day. Number eight, Savage Mode. Number seven, Birds in the Trap. Not my favorite Travis Scott um album. Not mine, but you know, it was still a good album. Uh number six, Jeffrey. No sign, Winecliff. Yes, yes. Jeffrey, Jeffrey. Hey, number five. When I first started listening to, to my favorite artist right now. Well, it's not my first. It was my first time. But 38 Baby by NBA Youngboy. Number five. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm a 38 Baby. Go against me. I'm a, hey, yeah. yeah I told you it's going to find a way to put them on there. <laughs> y'all know about that one. I think the rest of them are straight mixtapes. No, no, no. Okay. So... Number four, y'all ain't say this one, which kind of confused me because we were doing mixtapes. Little Boat by, by Lil Yachty. No, I knew it. I knew it was on Okay, okay, okay. You're weird. All right, number three, we got Love Tape by um Lucy Vert. That was a that was um the second best tape he came out with that year. No. Number two, I got Slime Season Three. We all know about it. that's a classic. Not the best line season. Well, no, 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 no. It is the best line season, in my opinion. He didn't miss at all. Slime season three is better than slime season two to you? Yes, he didn't miss at all. He went eight for eight. He did. He went eight for eight. I can't hear you, Jose. So I it's got... Not better than two, though. It is. So I got two number ones, okay? I got one B and one A. But one A, one B. Probably one B. Mm. So one A, I got Lil Uzi versus the world. That shaped my whole summer for 2016. Summer 16, everybody knows summer 16 was one of the best summers of all time. Yeah. So that shaped my whole summer. Yeah, day of school for me. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. I remember, boy, I was, hey, them upperclassmen was looking at me like, why are you so happy for versus the world, versus the world? Now they, now they want to be Lil Uzi. What's it called? Uh, my last one, one, one A, one B. It doesn't matter. Life of Pablo by Kanye West. Okay, that was that's one of his best albums, in my opinion. It's not the best in my. I think I would put Jesus over Life of Pablo. But Aww. yeah, I'm putting. It's a hot take, bud. But I appreciate it. I'm putting Jesus over uh, Life of Pablo. But um, yeah, that's my top ten. No debate. Top ten, top ten, top ten. Uh, Johnny Mars. Yo, that ultra light beam. I right. swap place with you this time, John, to give you more time, but take it away. Yeah, no, nah, facts. Um, 2016 is a great year, even just going analytically into the music that was released. Like, it's hard to make a list, but let's get it. I have a lot of honorable mentions, so just bear with me. Uh, Malibu by Anderson Pack, honorable mention. I have September 5th by Division, honorable mention. Uh, Dangerous by Ariana Grande. Logic by Bobby. Uh, Logic, he dropped a tape called Bobby Tarantino. Uh, Major Key, DJ Khaled, always a hit when he puts music together. 
The Divine Feminine, Mac Miller, honorable mention. Coloring Book, Chance, uh, Savage Mode, uh, 21 and Metro Boomin, and Slime Season 3, all were my honorable mentions. Also, Lil Boat, Lil Yachty, uh, honorable mention. All right, top 10, no debating. Number 10 for 2016, I have Isla, Kevin Gates. Number nine, I have Lil Uzi Vert versus the world. Great tape. Number eight, I have Lemonade by Beyonce. Again, these, to me, these, these, uh, this list is created by the most songs I have downloaded. And I do have a lot of songs downloaded on these tapes, but Lemonade is kind of low, but uh, I thought it was a good album. Number seven, Shape My Entire Homecoming for this year. Post Malone, Stoney. White Iverson, great song. If you look, congratulations with Quavo, great song. Post Malone really did his thing on that album. Number six. I have uh, Anti by Rihanna, very beautiful crafted album. Number five, The Life of Pablo. Number four, I have Birds in a Trap Scene, Brian McKnight by Travis Scott. Number three, I have The Weeknd, Starboy. Number two, I have Drake Views, of course. And number one, Grammy Award winning album, I have Blonde by Frank Ocean. He didn't win a Grammy for it, wasn't eligible. Oh snap, that's crazy. He took the Grammys for Channel Orange and then he said they, he'll never let another album be up there again. <laughs> Wait, what? That seems to be a common theme here for these he artists. He said Channel Orange won a Grammy and then after that he realized he didn't rock with the Grammy or labels or none of that. And Blind was the album he dropped as a solo artist, but he didn't put it up to be nominated for a Grammy because he didn't want to be a part of it no more. A lot of artists seem to be doing that lately, but... So he dropped Endless, then he dropped Blind the next day. Endless was like his last album on Death Row. It's all right, Frank. It's all right, Frank. Uh, if the package was out in 2016, would have got you, man. Why was his hair green, but the what's it called? It was called Blonde. <laughs> I never understood that. You ain't woke enough, Jace. I know. I, I'm not at all. I don't listen to him. I listen to NBA Youngboy. He from New, bro. He from he from New Orleans. The white is the friend. Yeah, Jace. You think if he had maybe like a thirty eight car? He from New Orleans. He said he from. I know he's from Louisiana, but I know he's from New Orleans. Yeah, New Orleans. Jace. Uh-oh, oh my Jace. god! Oh my god! I gotta listen to him now. Yeah, Jace about to be. Right. Like he went to Don Eric. He went to the same high school as Dirty and a lot of the uh, couple of other athletes. You hear me, Derek? I don't think I'm gonna listen to him, but <laughs> that boy Jace finna be doing a hundred and eighty. Listen to American Wedding. But I ain't gonna lie, he got some stuff that, but if you listen to him from the beginning, like his beginning yeah, tonight, you be like, you, you a sad boy. You gonna like, you gonna rock with it, Jace? Real. I'm still. you calling call Shorty back? No. You might. All right. Let me go ahead and wrap it up then. All right. I got a couple honorable mentions, like John said. Um, honorable mentions Chance Coloring Book. I couldn't put it in my top 10 because it was a lot of good music, but I, I played that album through the roof. Uh, Smoke Break is probably my favorite track off there. Perfect love tape. It's hard to put Lil Uzi out of your top 10, but I had to, because. but it, it was some bangers on here. I listened to it last week, actually. And the, uh, that, what's the song? Driving, something driving. Uh, that song went crazy. Beyonce Lemonade, honorable mention. Kendrick Lamar, Untitled is an honorable mention, because people people sleep on there, but he had a couple gems on there before he dropped them. Um, hip, hip. No, a lot of people don't love it. Hey! What's the one? And you, the truth, the truth, true. Hip, hip. Oh, he starts singing like, Hooray! Come on, come on, come on. He, he was snapping on them. Hip, hip. Hooray! It, like it felt like he had like a live band. He was with a live band and recording and, and uh, rapping or whatever, freestyling. Number five, Savage Mode, 21 Savage and Metro. Great debut, Ocean Drive. Play that to this day. When I'm in Miami, that's all I want to play is Ocean Drive the whole time. Uh, 
Honorable mention Bruno Mars, 24 Karat Magic. Hard to not put my boy in the top 10, but you got to shout out that album. Uh, Versace on the floor was on there, wasn't it? Yeah. I think so. And that, that, that album, that album didn't know that came out that year. That definitely is, uh, probably made my list, honestly. The lines are seated at the table. Oh, I know we got the cranes in the sky and the uh, forest by us. And we got um the song with Wayne Mad. But is this song on there called Don't Wish Me Well? It's like, what's like, she's singing, singing, like on some like, like her sister type stuff. Great vibe. Frank Ocean, Endless. Hard to not put this in my top 10 because I love this album. I low key, it's okay my favorite Frank project, but it's got like songs that I just blast a lot off there. And last but not least, The Weeknd, Starboys. Starboy, uh, like the mom played Memories and uh, Reminders just to, I could play Reminder like going out over and over and over again. Uh, top 10, number 10, I got that boy, Jeffrey. Wait. Young, young Thug Jeffrey. Uh-huh. <laughs> you did a whole top 10 of honorable mentions? No, I'm on, I'm on Jeffrey. Okay. No, nah, you did like 10 honorable mentions. Nah, you did a lot. It was nine if we count them, but I don't care. It's 2016, 20, 20, 20, man. Young Thug Jeffrey. Number nine, Lil Uzi Vert versus The World. One of my favorite Lil Uzi songs. Probably my favorite Lil Uzi song. Grab the Wheel. I was broke. I was just at home. Is that right, bro? Now you on the road? <laughs> there you go, Jace. I need some. Hey, I got that boy Post Malone Stoney. Ooh, I fall apart. Yeah, it's just that, that, that song there and that White Iverson. That was that was a great time in my life. I it was. <laughs> uh number seven, I got Division, September 5th. Great debut. One of my favorite duos. Um song on there called Angela. Great. And uh, the line, the line is a nine minute song. You won't cry about your girl, go listen to the line. Uh, number six, I got Drake Views, still here, my favorite to this day. I play that over and over again. And then shout out to DMX, RP DMX, because what do you want from a on some DMX? Yeah. I didn't say it. I group DM my exes, I tell her she belonged to me, but that goes on. See, bro, and the, the banger that is probably everybody knows is that uh. Controller. Finna ways, finna, finna ways. I mean, the controller was, that's what I'm saying. Controller's on that album in uh, One Dance, but that finna ways was a bop to me. The whole album is crazy, bro. I don't. Yeah, it's like it aged well, but it, it was good. It was good to me from the jump. Number five, The Life of Pablo. Duh. Gotta be in the top five. Kanye's arguably his second or third best work behind uh, behind my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Um, Number four, Kevin Gates, Isla. Where he at? They know me, yeah. No, you're not the only one. I could quote that album. Hey, that was a great time, too. We was in Baton Rouge listening yes, to that. I know that album by heart. Top yeah. to bottom. That's my... I was so... I was like, man, perfect debut. Uh, For a debut album. Number three, I got Frank Ocean Blonde. Hard to not give it number one, but... Frank Ocean Blonde. If I had to pick a song out there, it'd probably be Godspeed, I guess. It's like when I go to. Or Wife for R. Wife for R, for sure. Number two, Travis Scott Birds. Not his best album, but definitely his second best. And I'm going first take on it. You feel me? Featuring Bryson Tiller. That's my favorite track out there. You could look, bro. And last but not least, I didn't have this album yet till I had to put this album on number one. I listened to it recently on repeat while I was sleeping. And I woke up to it. Rihanna, Anti. Top, I, I love that album. I went to the concert for this album. And Travis Scott was there too on that concert. I guess that might be why, but it's my it's my vibe. And um, you know, kiss it better and all the other bangers on there. So shout out to Rihanna. We need some more music, baby. Queen. 
now the music she putting out all on uh, women's faces. It's called Fenty. Draws. Drop post too. And Derek said that's Charles Scott's second best album. Yeah, he said album. That's why I made a face. I thought he was talking about projects in general. He said album. Had a clarification. I mean, Astroworld is the best project. It's not. I mean, it's not, but you can think that. I'm taking days for rodeo. What what changed? What changed with you, Bruce? I don't know. Like, what happened to make you think that Astro? I don't know. It's they, between Astro and Birds. That's what I'm going to say. Not here days before rodeo? Bro, Bruiser, when you first heard Astro, when when Drake said Astro, when you first heard it, what did you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's I thought. Wow, this is his best album, but not his best project. That's what I thought. So when you heard the beat change, you ain't be like, "Oh my god!" You, you know, was like, "Did you see the doc? Like, did he put the?" Most- yes, I watched the doc. <laughs> Bro, you like, went to this concert twice. Exactly, we went to. The- yeah, he went to the concert twice. And he, yeah, he performed songs off of uh, Days Before Rodeo, too. Bruiser, but you got to understand, like. Bruiser, you had that as one of your, your most yeah. favorite. Uh, Bruiser, you listen to, I hear you listen to Coffee Bean more than anything from him. Coffee Bean, boy, that. Coffee Bean is hard. I ain't like the, the songs. <laughs> 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 yeah, like I'm saying that. I said it's trash. Yeah, y'all, y'all, you can't downplay mm-hmm. Days Before Rodeo, though. All I'm saying is, you can't downplay uh, Days for Rodeo. Call me, this is the best outro. I, I said that. Yeah, that's the best outro. <laughs> but it, Yosemite, bro. Astro Thunder, bro. Houston Fornication. Bro, I can name songs too. Skyfall, Don't Play. Yeah. Bro, Genesis made me want to cry. Yeah, y'all. Y'all might need to call the podcast because y'all can like JB now. Silences <laughs> uh, made me want to cry. Stargazing, Astral Thunder. This how Jalen B. Oh, rest in peace, screw, bro. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he said he don't like that album. He ain't gonna have no choice next week. That's all I'm playing. When we Star- if, if we're being honest, Stargazing is is his third best intro. intro. Best intro. His third best intro. I don't think it's his best. It's not as bad. The ends is better than Stargazing. What's the other one? What else you got above it? And I have the uh the prayer before Stargazing. I don't know. I might be biased though, cause like I went to the concert twice, so like I did. Intro the he, like he he played Stargazing when he came out, and like bro, like we were just sitting there just talking, <laughs> like bro, we like oh my god, like we just going crazy, bro, like yes, he's here, like. And that is, I think, I think Stargazing is his worst intro. Yeah, I think so too. I, I like pornography. Wait, I like pornography. Like pornography over? Ooh, I can't say that. Yeah, I, can't I like say pornography that. over Stargazing. I can't say pornography better than pornography is hard though. This part when it picks up. After the, I will, I will, I will say the star, the second half of Stargazing is the worst part of it. It's not. It just don't hit for me when he starts. Some days I ain't got because Al Farrell, I don't know y'all ever heard. Al, Metal Creek is a good intro, too. That was also a good intro. But I don't count that because it's just like, it's not music. You know what I'm saying? It's just the intro. Like Nani-nani. Come on, bro. Bring it back. It was a solo fake. Did you not hear the ends, Damon? Do you know what Andre 3000 is talking about? I'm not going to disrespect yeah. Stargazing like that. Stargazing, dude. Yeah, if it's you said so you don't like the second half, bro? I said it's cool. I said, 
It's the third best. I said it's the third. I said the first half better. The first, I like the first half. My kids in that or like injuries or something like that. All yeah, right, all right, I got the stage diving up. The, all right, all right. That, that jump, that like jump. I said, it's his third best intro. That's all I said. <laughs> the the ends is pretty far, but I don't know. It just might be what I like. Pornography. I don't know how y'all don't like pornography, though. <laughs> nah, it's not. Like the first I thought, oh my, this side should have been an intro. Pornography could have just been left off, but that's just. That's why Rodeo Night is best project to me, because he got a lot of songs that shouldn't have been on there. Facts. Like, like wasted. Like I be flying high. I hate flying high, but wasted. Wasted. I didn't like. I didn't like. We get drunk. We gonna play wasted when you get drunk for your twenty first, Bruce. You gotta get drunk and listen to wasted. Wasted. And piss on my grave should not have been on there. Piss on my grave is not good. Use that for like the interlude song. The beat is bottle. The beat is bottle. The beat is bottle. But he uses it. Yeah, it is a at his concert. He uses it as a. A, a, a interlude between a transition oh. point, like, oh yeah, y'all go get this. We are gonna play this. Yeah. Yeah, the beat is hard. I gotta get it. I'm about to go take a shot. Play this while I go take a shot, so I can come back. Look. And and birds, birds have no has no misses, but it's just not like there's not like a standout song on there that's like transcendent. That makes sense. I, you right. It's like because the single was Goosebumps, but I don't like Goosebumps. And I'm sorry. Goosebumps and pick up the phone are good songs, but it's so overplayed. Bryson, I Bryson did walk first take, John. I'm he sorry. Did. So, Beebs in the Trap is not a breakthrough. Beebs no. in the Trap, SDP, sweet, sweet. Come on, bro. I didn't oh, like SDP. I, if I had to pick I, I'm on record saying that. I don't like SDP. Did he play like again? Bruce don't do 14 times. He created That's why when he gets it, we're going to play these songs. All the songs he says that he don't like, we're going to play when he's. Cause you never, you never drove that. You never drove back from downtown. Uh, in inebriated. Uh, listen. Inebriated. <laughs> <laughs> I want y'all to think about this. Who's think- the birthday party? We going to Vegas, and that's his birthday. His birthday the twentieth. We going out there the nineteenth to the twenty second, and we gonna play a lot of this Travis that he said he. I'm gonna go to Vegas for a lot, man. I'm going to Vegas for my birthday. Running back turbo. Damn, what my invite at? But if I had to pick a transcendent song, bro, you're not gonna be old enough anyway yet. And he, yeah, I am. I know. I'm talking about bruising. If I had to pick a transition song to me, though, for real, that should have been like more push is that coordinate. Roll up the run. Coordinate was hard. I feel like that song should have got oh, way. Look, listen to me, listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. Do y'all understand like, like how under the influence Travis is like all the time? Proud has to be when he played Goosebumps 14 times in a row, and like the last time he played it, it was like the first time he played it. Nah. He did, he did break a record like that. I don't like that. One time. You gotta think, break Kanye and Jay Z record with in Paris. I don't know how to cut that shit off, bro. I think I think we legitimately need had. Excuse me. I think we legitimately need to have a conversation about guidance being Travis' most slept on song. Uh, I can't agree with that. It's a good song, but I feel like First Take is more slept on than that. You never hear nobody talk about First Take. What's up? With, like I'd be like First Take, one of Travis' best songs. Like. First take for me is easily the best song on this project. Yeah, it is to me. Hey, it, I, it, thought so, I thought so too. <laughs> I like, how could you hear this and be like, cut it off? First take. I know it's slower than everything else, but if you listen to like the production and the words, it's like, oh, they actually tried. They don't even have a star on Apple Music, bro. Like, how is <laughs> Pick up the phone, goosebumps, and beeves in the trap got a star. If I, my favorite is first take, uh, coordinate. Sweet, sweet, and then guidance. But I like sweet, sweet because of the way he performs it live. 
because he's changes it up a little bit. And that this will conclude episode 99, JJ Watt of the Pack Life Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. We are available to you on the podcast and Spotify. Follow us at Pack Life Pod and Pack Life Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, I am joined by Mr. Cut Carter. Uh, JC Stewart. Free top. <laughs> Johnny Mars. Yeah, free YB to his backwards. Yeah. And Mr. DeMond. Just say goodbye. Thank you. <laughs> and I'm your host, Bruiser Carter. Thank you for tuning in. Rock with us. Episode 99. Um, next week, an official podcast episode will not be released. We will save that for for two weeks for the hundred episode. We're excited. We're ready, and definitely we will be. What you said? Is that gonna be recorded? You said? Is that gonna be recorded? Oh, uh, we'll figure that out in the pack chat, and it will be in person. So, we're gonna look out for that, guys. Four K. Four K. Trey. We out of here. New Pack Life.